Hello, internet. You guys all have a good week? Yeah. Sweet. It's yeah. Apparently, mm-hmm. some crazy stuff happened on Monday night. It was, it was all pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was a great way to start the week. Um, <laughs> as everybody in the chat looks uh, looks good. Uh, some positive feedback on your haircut, Jay. Oh, that's good. <laughs> you looking long overdue? <laughs> I haven't had a haircut in ages. The last time I had a haircut is when I shaved my head. So I can tell you're that. not in a hurry to do that again. <laughs> nope. Nope. Sure, that'd be a great <laughs> idea. I had Jason's haircut. Wow. <laughs> okay, maybe not that far. <laughs> you can't see the. There's a bit of a mohawk in the back, actually. Oh. You can't see that part, but. Going mohawk on us. You gonna start coloring? Coloring? Yeah. No, not anymore. That's behind me. Those days are. <laughs> those days are long gone. <laughs> now it's just coloring itself. <laughs> Called yeah. highlights, Jay. Highlights. Highlights, yes. <laughs> I love your Gaziel shirt. Thank you. I, nope. get me, I can't wait for my swag to come in so I can wear it on stream. <laughs> figure, figure I might as well represent while she's still alive. Right? <laughs> <laughs> when she gets Ouch. into something crazy. Limited time. <laughs> we will see what happens Monday. <laughs> Alrighty. Well. Oh. Um, I don't have much for announcements yeah. today. Y'all know the things. Um, just, uh, appreciate the community. Appreciate the moderators. Appreciate the cast. Um, Sirenscape, of course, for the background musics and soundboards. Stream beats. This is where our nice, chill kind of intro and outro music. Um, Patreon to support the channel. All the things. I don't have much else because I'm tired. It's been a week. It's been a thing. And uh-huh. <laughs> so... I'd say we could just dive right into it and kind of see what happens. <laughs> what could go wrong? Oh, Nana's said it too soon. Dude, dish pickle in chat. <laughs> yep. Yep. Dish pickles in chat. I better. Uh, He's to... got a new nickname. They're basically just calling him Wild Magic now. <laughs> nice. Shark loves him. He thinks he's great. <laughs> yeah. Until it's not. <laughs> We shall see what we we shall see what we shall see, because you never know. But yeah, I got got my activity feed up, so I should be. Able to... Um, so yeah, uh, when we left off last week, uh, the party had uh, managed to rescue the gnomes that they were in charge of protecting while working on collapsing several tunnels uh, north of the the Snebliven enclave. Uh, the this area had been a problematic area for them because they need to get to a gar, a fungus area uh, that's nearby, and they were they were having issues because traveling through this route was very dangerous because of a many-eyed creature they believed to be a holder. The party found out it was not a beholder; it was actually a gas spore, and that a quartet of driders had been utilizing the gas spore as a diversion. So that they could attack and capture uh, several of the gnomes as they made their uh, excursions. The party having uh, defeated the driders, defeated the spiders, defeated the gas spores, saved a good majority of gnomes, a few extra that they started with, and made their way back to the enclave uh, so that everybody could rest and uh, take... uh, 
take stock of what's happened and decide what to do next. Just as they were entering, getting ready to answer the Enclave, uh, a, a happenstance of wild magic appeared, uh, producing a unicorn. And while the rest of the party uh, progressed toward the Enclave, Vulcan and um, his badger decided to hang back a little bit and dispatch the unicorn before it could vanish. Because the previous uni unicorn they saw vanished before they could do anything. This time, not so much. Um, one of the things while Vulcan... Morin uh, were... Uh, uh, processing uh, their latest kill, they did happen to notice that on the uh, left flank of the of the unicorn, uh, there was a unique uh, kind of symbol, almost uh, looks like a brand of some type. Um, its uh, exact depiction is unknown to uh, Vulcan at this time, but it's just something to take note as he continued to process the carcass. And this is where we will come in. Uh, Anari, Shrag, Wilmina, and Obsidian have all entered the Enclave uh, with the gnomes. And Vulcan is currently outside the Enclave, uh, setting up camp with it, with uh, with Morin. I think remember, uh, Anari and Wilhelmina briefly heard a small, F, small little bit of combat, but it wasn't very long. It was just kind of a, I heard the noise, and then that was it. Shrag knows nothing about that at all. He heard nothing. He saw nothing. He is oblivious to what happened. Completely just, oblivious. Just putting that out there. <laughs> I was obsidian. For the record. <laughs> I didn't have a conversation with the party before they went in. Um, was there a discussion of a long rest, or were they planning to hunker down? Uh, I mean, we just rested, right? Yes, you just rested, but the gnomes are still weak and weary. They're going to want to yeah. stay in the in the camp for a little bit before venturing out. Uh, the okay. party is still fairly well rested. Uh, not sure if it was decided mm -hmm. upon for them to come back out immediately or to try and uh, see if they could let you in. Not quite sure what their what the intent was when you told them to hang back, as the sudden appearance of the unicorn distracted you from the original plan. Yeah. <laughs> Um, can I tell that this is if this is the only way in or out of the on the north on this northern side yes uh, to try and get in from one of the other sides it would be require you to pass through a couple of uh, nearby uh, sections of the city okay I just don't want to miss them so um, yeah I'm going to hunker down and kind of create a obscured camp yep. kind of awaiting them all right so inside the camp what is what are you, what is uh what are the rest of y'all up to we would try to look for uh Erzangel to return the gnomes and let him know what had occurred okay um yeah Israel uh does come up to meet with you guys as the gnomes are in, um, taking stock of the fact that you left with 10 and came back with 12. Yeah, I think um, also without overtly stating that we were with the Drugar and had some help from uh, him, 
kind of gauge what his reaction would be based on the gnomes telling their part of the story because I'm sure the gnomes would let him know that um, we were accompanied by yep. Vulcan. After a couple hours, he did, the the story does get out about a Durgar with a badger uh, who provided them uh, some some kind of small meals, and which seemed kind of uncharacteristic um, from what they had they have seen Durgar do, uh, especially the ones in this era in this uh, of late. So uh, the word does get out, and he does come to inquire to you about where your where the Durgar is. Because they saw he was with y'all as you were coming, but uh, some reason they don't they don't know where he why he didn't enter the uh, enclave. He wasn't sure about his reception, of course, and so we want to make sure before we expose him to the danger, since he assisted us, that you would be okay with him coming in to join us. <clears throat> so, well, obviously he's been kind to my people, so. If you happen to see him, he is with you. We will extend the courtesy to him as well. So then in that case, then I'd like to go out and get uh, Vulcan to um, well, bring him back into the enclave okay. with Morin. All right. And on finding him, uh, Vulcan, come, my friend. You have helped us, and you have helped the gnomes. They are extending the courtesy of their enclave for the moment to you. Um, you step into my camp and you currently see that I'm um, roasting a shank on a spit. Um, and it smells um, fruity, uh, almost Skittle-like. Um, and I'm currently like slicing off a piece of meat and putting it in my mouth and every bite is just exquisite. Um, wow. And I say... Uh, I don't like uh, civilized places. Perhaps uh, you do your thing and you come back when I'm done. Understood. Just know that uh, they have extended the welcome should you care to uh, acknowledge their hospitality. Okay. So then, How long uh, will you be? Uh, we need to gather some information about uh, the items that we seek. Uh, as I shared with you, we are on a hunt for pieces of the shards. So uh, I hope we would be able to get that information quickly and we may be able to return possibly even today. Okay. So I'll, I'll go back and uh, explain to the the party and to Irzangle about the situation with Vulcan. All right. Uh, they, uh, Israel's like, well, you are strange creatures. Especially this one. Apparently. Anyway. <clears throat> so my, 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 uh, my, uh, my charges indicate that you had come across some driders and spiders and had dispatched them. It's true. And the source of the many-eyed creature that we were so concerned with? Well, you'll be happy to know it wasn't a beholder. Wasn't? It was what a was it? type of a creature that has grown to look like a beholder to 
do what it tried to do, which is scare creatures off that it was just a gas for. Although I do recommend not being anywhere near them when they pop. Take that under advisement. Uh, so is the is the path north to is the path north clear? Ah, uh, well, slight change of plan on that one. Um, you got some more land now. More land? Where? Well, things happened, and we were like, "Hmm, if we did this and this, and you get that." So you've got a whole new area now. We need to collapse a few more tunnels, but it's almost done. If the mini-ad creature has been taken care of, then probably don't need, and probably don't need to worry too much, other than the normal dangers. Oh, this is a uh, fortuitous. And. Are you got, are you all in need of anything after such a such an such an adventure over the last few days? Um, I believe that uh, as we initially set out, part of the arrangement was that if we took care of the uh, many-eyed creature for you, you would pass along either any of the information you may have about the shard, or if you indeed had. Uh, portion of the shard, then that might become available to us. Ah, yes, yes. Well, uh, well, a deal is a deal. And uh, he waves over, and uh, one of the one of the other gnomes brings over a satch, uh, kind of a satchel, hands it over. So it's as we agreed. Uh, the uh, jewelry, the gems and jewelry, and restates that the. Uh, the, the starry blade is with the white-haired elves, or the drow. Uh, he believes they worship it in in some fashion. Uh, the bright one you described is in the hands of the fishmen of the lake to the west. The last piece that I'm aware of is actually with a colony of myconids that's farther north of our encampment. I couldn't tell you much more much more about the item but that they do have it and that uh, we had there has been a brief bit of discussion about it but it has not been a, it has not been a open dialogue as it were they tend to stay to themselves we tend to stay ourselves and try not to uh, cross paths too often <clears throat> also in uh, thinking about the circumstances and situations, uh, I think you would agree it's always best to have allies in the Underdark. Yes. So as we've been able to help you and you have been able to help us, perhaps we could come to a uh, mutual arrangement where in the future, should we need assistance or sure you need assistance, we might be able to rely on each other. Would that seem reasonable to you? It's possible. I can say that uh, you have been done right by my by my clan here. By my clan here, so you're welcome. You and you and your companions are welcome to stay here whenever you happen to be in the nearby area. Um, I can't provide many warriors to help with any any particular tasks as we've suffered quite a few losses at the hands of the uh, the driders and the gas spore. You say. 
or the many-eyed creature. Um, and things in the Underdark have gotten more dangerous of late. Uh, rumors of the Far West uh, speak of demonic beings that have invaded the, the, the deepest bowels of the Underdark, and they have been moving, moving east. Uh, there's even rumor that some of the larger cities of the Underdark have fallen to their destruction and corruption. Interesting. Well, bearing this in mind and thinking that perhaps there might be uh, need of uh, rapid assistance, let's say, um, one of our companions is able to uh, create a teleportation circle where we might be able to come and go more quickly uh, to either assist or request assistance. Uh, would that be acceptable to you if we were to have a space? You say we're welcome to stay. This would be a way that we could have a uh, anchor, so to speak, of a place to come to each time. He kind of sits there and thinks about it a little bit. That may not be so bad. However, you will understand if I'm a little hesitant about having a gateway in my enclave, in the enclave. However, as your small companion had suggested, uh, you do have a, you did manage to convince my workers to secure a larger section on the path up. Maybe there's a spot there that you could fortify for that type of uh, enchantment that we could also protect ourselves and well give you a fair proximity. Yeah, um, Shraggle will sort of get out a sort of sketch of the area and obviously some of the maps they put together uh, and just show it to him, sort of point out the exact bit they've actually taken over. Uh, got big buildings in here, like a nice little enclave bit, but on top of an enclave. So you could still have safety here, but also you've got the expanded area with more to it. And we could have some of that. He nods as he looks looks over the maps. Says, yes, that area is, would be perfect for your needs, and we would get it would give us a kind of a, a forward uh, forward location if we uh, got any got any refugees uh, from the from the west. Seems reasonable. Well, Chad, what are you guys doing while this all uh, this conversation's going on? Or Obsidian and Wilhelmina. Go ahead, Will. Uh, well, <laughs> first I would have escorted all of the injured Spurfneblin to wherever their medical facility is. And then just kind of try to help out there, because I have a pretty high medicine. So uh, I just want to help get them on the road to recovery. And... Okay. Uh, <clears throat> then kind of looking around feeling like there's not much I can do to help in here. I would like to go and see if our new friend survived the combat that I heard. Okay. Um, so you exit the Enclave. And, well, uh, I would ask Obsidian if he wanted to come with me. Okay. Sure, I'll join you. And one of the things that I'm doing is I want to pick up a stone. So Obsidian takes these memory stones from locations of value and significance to him. And so this being one, he would be looking around just for a small stone or rock that he can put in a memory bag. Alrighty. You, able to, you can find one fairly fairly easily. Yeah, I, I'm not looking for like, you know, something rainbow colored or something. You know? <laughs> 
You'd have to look for one of the rocks that got splattered by the unicorn, I think. Exactly. We shall see. We shall see. So while Anari and Trag are speaking with Isagol, uh, you t- Will, Will and Obsidian, you guys uh, exit the Enclave and uh, make your way um, kind of uh, north and to where... Uh, and eventually you do come across uh, Vulcan's camp. Uh, it's been a few hours since Obsidian was last there. So... Uh, what do they? What do you? What do you get? What happens when they find your camp, Volk? Are you still uh, roasting, or you moved on to something else? No, I've I've moved on to kind of like sharpening my my weapons, and uh, they find me with Morin kind of lying behind me, um, stomach full, happy, snoring, like Bruno might be in a couple minutes here. <laughs> I've added my own Sirenscape sound set. Um, I think I'm going to add it to Monday's stream. Um, yes. And uh, so she's happy, and he's just kind of le- leaning back, uh, arms kind of folded. Um, and uh, and as you approach, you hear scraping as he's uh, sharpening uh, some of his instruments and tools and stuff after having field dressed the unicorn. Just as a note before we left, I would have uh, leaned over to Anarian and said, hey, remember we got to sell all those weapons now that we have a more of a better reputation with these guys. But we all know I'm not not the one to negotiate. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to I'm going to go see how our friend is. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, I'll tell as as she's preparing to leave. I'll tell her we'll we'll try to finish our negotiations. Shrag and I will try to finish our negotiations here, and then we'll meet you in Vulcan's camp. Perhaps we can proceed from there once uh, once we determine where we want to go. Sounds good. And then when we get to Vulcan's camp, I'll just kind of like stand at the the perimeter. Do you mind if Do you mind if we sit here? It's a little bit crowded back there. See, come on in. Uh, and as you approach, you can see that uh, there's like strips of of meat drying, um, turning and creating some some unicorn jerky. Um, this, is this ready? Can I try some? It, it looks a little bit like fruit roll ups. Um, I don't know if you guys have fruit roll. Do you guys have fruit roll ups in the states? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, as you approach, uh, he says. Uh, Please, uh, please sit. I, I smell the meat. This is... You can try some. It's not quite ready, but it's uh, edible. And it's smoking kind of over the over the coals now. I'm good, thank you. Uh, I'm, I'll pass. That is a flavor I was not expecting. It's very good. It's like strawberries. <laughs> oh, good. Well, you are now cursed with the rest of them. <laughs> it, it said slaying, not consuming. It was very <laughs> I did not slay anything. I don't want to tempt fate. Snacking is different than slaying. Yeah. Snacking is very different than slaying. Yeah, I'll just uh, snack on some celestial jerky <laughs> Vulcan what brought you down here is this your home yes uh, the underdark is my home I um 
I am just simple hunter. And uh, the ways of my people aren't necessarily the way I see the world sometimes. So I keep to myself. What kind Excuse of Excuse more and in the background here she's enjoying the uh, the jerky too. <laughs> yes. What kind of weapons do you have? I know you have the axes. Do you have anything else? Yes, but I don't use them much. Yeah, and I, need he, for he looks a over and you, yeah. So you can see, he looks over and you can see that there's a longbow actually lying up against the rock, um, and a staff that he has for hiking, and such. But other than that, just his axes, which are currently at his side. All right. And what yep. brings you all down here? You said this shard thing. I um. What is this? We don't have a whole lot of information about it ourselves. We've been tasked to find some pieces of weapons, four different weapons. Somehow you're supposed to be able to combine them. Yeah. Just like the surface folk looking for shiny things for no apparent reason whatsoever just to put them together to make some weapon to do something you don't know we like to be helpful and the person who offered to uh pay us for being helpful that's what they wanted so that's what we're doing fair enough better than escorting escorting merchants over the same pass over and over and over again that got old <laughs> that does not sound fun nah it gets kind of boring so are badgers like normal in the Underdark or like where'd you uh, find her? No, closer to the surface. They are burrowing creatures, but uh, you know, she- How did you come across Morin? She traveled a little far past where she was supposed to be. And uh, we have a mutual understanding. You she don't kill her, she doesn't kill you? <laughs> Oh, no, it's much deeper than that. We keep each other alive. Her ears are really cute. Her ears? Yeah, they're very fuzzy. You have a thing for ears that's weird. Just just furry animal ears. They're soft. You want a pet or don't you? I do. Yeah, <laughs> she doesn't like it. Don't try it. No, I wasn't going to. I will worm my way into her heart. I promise it's going to happen. It takes time. We've got some time. We do and she's have- she's persistent. <laughs> I'm nothing if not pers persistent. We do have several other items to find down here. Well, we might be down here for quite a while. Is your schedule free? You want to keep traveling with us? We've been a I'm good companion so- I'm searching for creatures, um, for game. So as long as our pets, follow the same road i don't see why you don't get in my way i don't get in yours maybe it's mutually beneficial cool sounds good it's been working so well so far <laughs> <laughs> absolutely now steve do i know um because in the back of my mind i'm thinking unicorn horn this whole time and thinking about all of the possible things that I could do with it um, what do I know about unicorns if at all and what their horns can be used for um, I guess that would be a nature check 
Yes, sir. D and D Beyond, go. Thirteen. Yeah, the thirteen. Um, you're from the, You know that unicorns are definitely a celestial creature. Um, they're typically they're uh, typically bastions of uh, good and uh, kind creatures. In fact, there is a deity that uses a unicorn as their uh, kind of symbol. Um, utilizing the horn. Typically, the horns could be used for in magical, uh, in arcane practices. Yeah. Um, in fact, or they could also be used in the production of uh, potions or ink. A lot like uh, many other horns can be ground down and used for inks and such, whatnot. The but the inherent properties of unicorn horns and the, could be used for. A uh, some more powerful uh, based magics, depending on uh, who purchases it. Um, right. So that's a, a that's about it as far as what you can kind of gleam is the horn is the horn's good for making po uh, inks and potions, or it could be used as some kind of arcane focus because the creature is magical in nature. Okay, no weapons that I know of. None that you can, uh, none that you can discern, other than it could be a kind of a, a rudimentary type uh, dagger, if you want to try it. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, as I sit there and we we talk, I light my pipe. Thought you were gonna say cigar. No. He's much more refined than that. <laughs> all right anari shrag how, what are you guys what are you guys doing after um making the negotiations with uh Erzangel, i'd like to also see if he would be interested now that we've kind of established a good reputation with him of uh purchasing any of the the weapons or the um spider claws and so forth so we can offload some of that stuff out of our equipment and then also try to uh, see from their scouting and uh, any other information that we might gather from him that we may add to our maps uh, so that we kind of have an idea. Um, he mentioned the Myconid uh, colony to the north or whatever. Try to get some information on the paths there, what we might encounter. Um, just try to gather some general intelligence about the area around and the areas that they know of and have already scouted so that we can add that to the knowledge that we have from what we have covered. Um, the my so breaking that down uh, as for the items and whatnot, he tells you that uh, he that he's he says he welcomes you to go and check with a couple of the various uh tradesmen and merchants that are within the uh, within the enclave to try and uh purchase those things. Um, they typically trade in uh in gems. And whatnot because they're pretty they're pretty handy at mining gems and cutting gems, so that would be uh, how the paint how the transactions occur uh, for selling those items. Um, as for uh, the Mykonid area, he's familiar that they do have 
that all virtually all the garden areas within the city have Mike and his living in them, but there is they they've heard that there is a kind of a like kind of a a ruler of the Mykonids in the area and that they're actually in a higher section uh there's taught he talks about there's an area they they have they don't visit very often but it has a um it's kind of a, like a large cavern like a like an under underground forest uh but it's got it that um is got all of these uh large uh fungi that have uh grown in it and that is where the uh myconids are at he speaks of a uh a stairwell to the north uh that would lead up to that area it kind of gives you a, a rough idea of the path to get up there um take a few it'll take so it would take several hours to uh walk over to it and that some of the areas they haven't been there in several in in a couple of months because of their current uh trials and tribulations so he's not 100 couldn't give you 100 percent guarantee on what is in those areas um yeah so as far as a path for that um it would be north is a large garden area that they are they've gone and harvested from and then from there you could travel uh east and kind of work your way uh, north through several of the various um, districts until till you get to uh, where you can enter the stairwell. Let's see if you're on the... <clears throat> so, that should cover those things, right? Was there one I missed? Was there any I missed? No, I think that's that's good. Okay. Just before we move on from that area as well, it's um, Travel obviously just advised the fact there's probably maybe still one, maybe two tunnels that could do with closing off just to be on the safe side, just to sort of neaten the area up. So it brings you back to that kind of crossroads confluence of, of paths as like the, the front door effectively for the, the enclave. And also wants to discuss with them about the potential for <clears throat> some engineers to be working on those buildings, obviously mutually sort of a useful thing to do, but just getting that building ready for habitation in that kind of left-hand area we've established for them. Okay. So you wanna, okay, so they can try and work on that. Um, yeah, he says there, he sits there and says, it's, yeah, we'll take, they'll uh, take a look at it to try and secure that, get some of that stuff. It'll probably take uh, a few days. Uh, the current working party is gonna wanna rest for at least a day, for at least a day and a half before going out again so it could take a few days before any of that is ready unless you wanted to head out there on your own to start kind of prepping the area uh he's all, he's willing to give you guys a guide uh, a couple of one, at least one guide to kind of travel with you to kind of <clears throat> bounce off and collect information as you guys progress up awesome we get our own little smurf goblin with us we like that I'll, uh, I'll thank him for the guide and then um, ask him if if there's any particular merchant that uh, I should be trying to uh, sell the claw, the uh, blade claws to. Yeah, we have blade claws and we have like all of the weapons that we've collected. 
gather like a bunch of like javelins and then we left all of that at the at the entrance. entrance the only thing that we have collected that we brought back would have been what we got from the drow this last go round two long bows one long sword <clears throat> reason i thought we had a bunch of stuff from that first fight that we had we left it uh, at the have, entrance stacked up because we, we also could have, carry it we also have 19 javelins no all the javelins went there um yeah. they were the blade spider legs yeah the the claws that's okay. we have 25 yeah. of those we can try to offload those but the, okay. we don't have any other weapons that i know of anyway other than what yeah. we collected from the draw so he doesn't have ask any him, ask him who who i should work to uh sell those two he has a he says just we have a couple of a uh, couple of a couple of blacksmiths uh that could probably take a look at those to see what you could do with that okay so i'll go over and try to make a deal with uh the closest one Okay, NPC on the fly. Ready, go. <laughs> I won't ask you for a name for him this time. His name's Nevit. <laughs> You're ready for that one. I've been studying. <laughs> I always have a list of names ready for when your party's like, oh, what's your name? Yeah. Nevit Blacksmith. Good. <laughs> So, uh, Nevit, uh, as you kind of head over there, and uh, he tells you to go and seek Nevit, and as you go to find Nevit, you see a group of uh, gnomes uh, kind of working, kind of a makeshift kind of uh, blacksmith area, and there's one that seems to be kind of uh, working away, uh, trying to shape uh, some metals, um, possibly like a piece of jewelry or a buckler. Not quite sure. It's really... They're... For you and Ari, they're really since gnomes are small, it's kind of hard. It's you the the spatial uh, spatial concept of, well, for you that might be a bracelet, but for a gnome it might be a bracer. So trying to figure that out. <laughs> understood, understood. <laughs> and as you kind of go, he turns and and he kind of looks. He kind of um, and he responds to when you call out for Nevit. He's like, "Yes, what do you? You're tall. What do you want?" Um, I have here some uh, things that might interest you. Uh, we were told by your uh, leader that you might have some interest in some blades from uh, blade spiders that you might work into something of use. Kind of eyes you suspiciously. It's like, mm, let's see what you got. So I'll pull out the uh, blades that I have in my uh, quiver of Alona yeah. and yep. show him what they are. Wow. So you pull out, so it's all 20 some odd legs. Yeah. I don't think we need to really keep any. We have some more at the entrance still. Okay. Uh, he looks them over and it's like, Hmm. Well, 
I can certainly possibly use their blades for a couple of things for for a couple of things. Uh, probably give you two handfuls of gems for these. Should be about fifty gold equivalent. Let's uh, see if we can do some negotiation and uh, persuade him to give us maybe a little bit more. Certainly try. Are those gnome handfuls or Anarian-sized handfuls? Gnome handfuls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Their currency is gems. <laughs> Had to ask. Um, that would be a nat 20 for a 23. Okay. What's your hey, counteroffer? Hey, hey, hey. So he's offering 50. We'll start double that. We'll go with 100 and see what we can do. It's kind of suspicious, but okay. Fair. Well, we can work with that to see if the quality, see if their quality is any good. So he gives you, gives you four handfuls of, uh, of gnome gems. Okay. Um, so 100 gold piece worth of gem. Yep, 100 um, gold. And I'll also let him know that we do have a few more still stashed away if they aren't uh, discovered by other creatures. And uh, we might possibly then uh, bring back some more perhaps at some point in time. If they're still there, Karen crawlers typically uh, come around at the smell of the dead. So if they are cool, yeah. if not. So we may possibly have some more for them. Alrighty. Or some carrion crawler bits, but I'm not there, sorry. <laughs> no, you're not. You're at camp. <laughs> All right. All right. <clears throat> Shraggy, what are you doing? Uh, while he's doing that, I'll probably just wander off and have a word with some of the, en the Snifeblin uh, engineers, just to make sure, obviously, you get some plans in place and sort of show them the sketches and stuff so they can be as efficient as possible. Um, yeah, just get a feel for obviously shoring up those walls, obviously explain about the Umber Hulks coming in and just what can be done about it as well. All right. Just probably giving them a bit of a lay of the land of what we saw further north as well in those uh, rooms, giving them warning about the Cadaver Collector. Um, obviously explain the, the sort of area around there so they can expand their knowledge of the, the zones. All right. He's a... Uh... Your your contact is a is a is a is a is a female gnome named uh, Bandon B A D A N. What's she's the, uh, she's, the uh, en she's kind of the lead engineer. Cool. Yeah, obviously we'll explain that obviously the the workers we've now got a couple of extra workers. Um, they all seem to be working fine. Um, yeah, obviously they should be safe to go back and do the work other than normal sort of wandering monsters. The main threat's finished. Um, so they should be able to maybe psych some small scouts out with them to keep an eye on stuff. They should be able to react quick enough. And they've got that main area they can fall back to now as well should they need to pull away from the actual uh, tunnel collapsing. Okay. Sounds good. Good. Alrighty. So you guys continue to kind of share that info and whatnot. Uh, meanwhile, back at the camp, what are the three of you doing? 
I did send you a message in Discord with a question. Open. I know, right? <laughs> Go ahead and ask you more. Uh, okay. I have since lost all my notes on that conversation, so. That's good because I vaguely remember. I'd have to go back and rewatch that uh, particular episode to rem to fully remember. Well, since I'm the one who lost my notes, I can do that, and so okay. maybe we can deal with that next episode. <laughs> I believe that will be episode five. Five. It was a few ago. Yeah, it's. Okay. I think I the ta I think the tag is Grim Campers. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, for, for now, I'm just, just enjoying, uh, oh, actually, I kind of want to try to make something with my alchemy kit. Okay. So, so how, how do you run that? Because I've only ever used alchemy kits in my home game, which is probably a little bit different. It's a toolkit, so you would make the attempt, it would be basically just like any other skill check. If you have, since you have it, it'd be like your proficiency. And well, just, I kind of just want to like throw some stuff together that I found and see what comes out. So, how would you run that? Hmm. I guess we'll see what the see what the dice dice decide. Okay. So, this you is tell me really, tell me your ingredients. This is something I really enjoy doing in my home game. So, I want to try doing it here. Did you striker? Going... Make sure you take a note to send me a message later. <laughs> <laughs> speaking to uh, the tricksters <laughs> oh, okay um okay so i'm going to use a base of water from one of my water skins okay and then i am going to um use some underdark mushrooms and uh some of the mold from one of the gas spores that you said i collected with help help from vulcan and I'm going to grind up a displacer claw and put all right. that all together and see what happens. All righty. Uh, well, now you would roll a skill check. So you would take uh, roll your d20 and the alchemist kit uh, would be because you're trained in that, so it'd be your proficiency bonus with that. And I would say probably the intelligence modifier. Okay, so proficiency plus intelligence. Yep. And from inside the camp, we hit this small. That's what I'm afraid of. Yep. Uh... You know that question we keep asking me, what could go wrong? <laughs> I rolled an 11. Six on the die. All right. Um, so you're sitting there, and of course, Vulcan and Obsidian, you see that Will has pulled out this this little kit of bottles and bobbles, and you see her kind of with the pestle and grinding and putting it all in there, and she kind of watches it, and then she goes to do the quick little last drip, and there's oh. a little puff of smoke. Just before we go, that I think in the chat earlier, I think somebody did give Will inspiration right at the very start of the session. I'd need to check, but yeah. I think we've had a couple of inspirations come through. Maybe this would be a good time for it. 
yeah. Uh, There's an inspiration in two wild magics. And a nat 20 for... Or there's a nat 20 for Vulcan, uh, inspiration for Will, two inspiration for Wills, and two two wild magics on the table. Yeah, I'll save that nat 20 for the dexterity saving throw I'm about to take. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> All right, reward Bad queue point. done. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, you the the potion comes together. It's got kind of kind of this like sickly gray color to it. With my inspiration, that makes it a 14. Okay. A little sickly gray kind of color. <laughs> so, okay. Can I smell it, Sam? Like, feel it, see what I think it might do? Certainly can. Okay. What would I roll for that? <laughs> that would be a constitution check. I'm not tasting it. <laughs> oh, you're using your senses, so I'm going to make you use the con. You're going to use the con. <laughs> constitution check or saving throw? Uh, constitution check. You're not tasting it. You're smelling it. Okay, my dice just fell out of my hand. Do I use that or do I roll it? Your discretion. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's not great, so I'll just stick with it, I guess. Uh, that makes it a 15. 15. Um... The smell is kind of like burnt hair. Good start. And I'm sharpening a dagger, looking at her going, what the hell are you doing? Alchemy. You're just just throwing random stuff together. Most of the greatest inventions of time were accidental. Oh dear. How do you know if it's going to work if you don't put it together and try? That's what labs are for. Not the middle of a camp. Seems like a lab to me, wherever there's science being done. Oh, dear. Do labs do that? What do the Alsatians do? <laughs> so with that roll, could I, can I get any sort of a sense of what it might do? You kind of get the feeling it might be a failure. Okay. Uh, it smells. It smells pretty bad. It doesn't give a whole lot off to it. Um, and considering you weren't really sure what you were doing when you threw in there, so the DC was kind of up there. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to take out the unicorn horn. Okay. Um, and I'm going to place like a little bit of, um like a little uh, square of, of, of leather or, or, or some sort of scrap of something I have on the ground. Now I'm going to take the unicorn horn and my magic um, hatchet axe, hand axe, mm-hmm. and I'm going to scrape off some powder into into that bundle. Okay. And then once I have a somewhat decent amount, I'm not scraping off a lot. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to Will. Okay. And offer to work. So, so what about three ounces, maybe, may or something like that. Yeah, not enough to to really affect the horn, but just enough so that she can do something with it. Yeah, so, so I'd say I'd, I'd say probably a few gram, uh, probably a few grams because uh, ounces are liquid. But yeah, probably a few grams worth yep. of uh, worth of the unicorn horn. Yeah, enough for yeah. enough for 
let's see. Enough for one use. Okay. I take it with great reverence. Thank you, Vulcan. This is this is really nice. Uh 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 hang on. Chad, and give I me a D hundred. Huh? Uh Obsidian, give me a D hundred. You keep going well. I, I take out one of the big old displacer teeth that I got. Here. Mm. I harvested this from a creature that I killed. I take the tooth. Thank and I you. nod. Thank you very much. Tuck it away for later because I'm not feeling like my luck is with me today. <laughs> 46. You spontaneously combust. <laughs> I know. That's <laughs> what I'm afraid of. <laughs> All righty. Uh, yeah, Obsidian, as you're uh, kind of looking about the space, uh, you do, there's a uh, uh, kind of as looking about the area, um, you do you come across a pair of gloves. Um, they seem in really good condition, and uh, when you go, if you go to put them on, after a little while, after after you put them on, they kind of disappear, leaving your leaving your hands the way they were. Uh, you have discovered a pair of gloves of thievery. These invisible these gloves are invisible while worn. While wearing them, you gain a plus five bonus to dexterity sleight of hand checks and de Ooh. dexterity checks to pick locks. Your a sleight of hand is going to be insane. That's shraggies. <laughs> My sleight of hand will be a nine now. Thieves tools a twelve. It is a gift from the tricksters. Ah, thank you, tricksters. It's not all wild magic and painful. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tricksters. More, more specifically, it was just fell. <laughs> Thank you, Johnny. Thank you, John. Shrag, you weren't supposed to tell. <laughs> Dropped you in it. See, he's a nice guy, really. It's not true what they all say. <sighs> Moving on. <laughs> so, um, back over to uh, Anarian Trag. Have you conducted completed everything you wanted to do inside the enclave yeah we'll <clears throat> collect the um the guide and i'll yep. double check with shrag and see if there's shrag anything else that we need to wrap up here before we go meet the others no we all got to go we gotta find more shinies now let's go find some shinies and so we'll head out to meet uh everyone at vulcan's camp all righty Does this whole cavern just smell like roasting fruit? Um, Anari, evens or odds? Um, evens. Okay. Uh, your gnome that uh, kind of runs up, uh, your gnome guy that runs up is a uh, is a female gnome. Um, her name is uh, Cablas. C A B B L A S S. I'll get the uh, sidekick stats for that uh, a little bit later. To a little bit later. That will work. We could use a sidekick new released recently in Tasha's Cauldron of Everything. <laughs> 
Shameless plug there, but okay. <laughs> Alrighty, so yeah. No shame. No shame. No shame. That's cool. All right, so you guys uh, head over to the camp. You see uh, Vulcan, Obsidian, and uh, Will uh, kind of hanging out. Uh, you three see uh, Anari, Shrag, and a little female gnome uh, kind of come up. She stops at some point when seeing uh, Vulcan and Warren, and is just a little, little hesitant to come any closer. I'll uh, try to persuade her to uh, come and get to know them and introduce them to Vulcan. Like, well, okay. It's your traveling companions, okay. Um, <laughs> as she kind of comes into the camp, um, I want to make eye contact with her. Um, and even though, you know, everyone else says that it's okay, I want to assert that, you know, the same kind of stance here and kind of give her a bit of a, uh, of a look like, um, how do I explain it? Um, yeah, that I'm watching her basically. Okay. Without like without doing the <laughs> thing. <laughs> without, without without going like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just it's an insinuated sort of like I'm watching you. Kind of. Is this is, sort uh, of is this kind of like an, an, an intimidation or a kind of a uh, persuasion? Are you trying to like welcome her but let her know that you should no. be watched? Those no, probably more I'm of an intimidation. No, without the rest of them kind of knowing, I'm trying to hide it, but I'm okay. trying to let her know that my eyes are on her. Okay. Passive perception is twenty. <laughs> he's being Jeez. he's being he's being subtle with it, but still, it's that Anarian's look, twenty-three. So. so, go ahead and go ahead and do the intimidation. Yeah. <laughs> And I use pass without a trace from. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I get the intent of what you're doing, so you know we'll, we'll... can't get anything past you guys. Nope. Uh, intimidation. Uh, oh, that's not good. Oh, that's yeah. not good. That's a zero. Would would Ooh. passive perceptions count in that state? Because he's not something have a negative two. Out for. Say that again, Trug. I'm gonna say, would the passive perceptions really were there? Because you're not actively looking out for it. It's not like uh, watching a a duo guard. John's paying attention. <laughs> you cut out at the end there, Johnny. Oh, well, internet connection is unstable. Um, no, I'm just saying, it's um, is it necessarily a day-to-day -day occurrence of a duo guard sort of trying to intimidate us in Evelyn? I mean, would they really notice it? It's not your day-to-day -day stuff. Yeah, seeing you there with the passive. It's, I mean, you're talking, it's, it's the underdark. So yeah, it's like you probably, you guys probably would not notice it just because again, this is a whole level of things that you're not familiar with. Yeah, guys. So, Stuff but your 20 he goes, but either way, he, he, in the end though, when he, when he, when he does that and she kind of, she kind of takes the look and kind of gives a nod. 
but then she kind of she kind of winks and gives a grin <laughs> like she get that he she gets what he was trying to do but she doesn't she she doesn't feel it particularly and she doesn't she's taking it yeah. in stride yeah so another day in the office noted So she actually starts to feel a little more relaxed as she kind of sits down sits down with everybody so um, since the party wasn't there for our negotiations and our talk, um, I'll share the information that we gathered about the the Myconid colonies and the um, you know the pieces of the shard with the drow and the fishmen, um, the Myconids, and explain that the guide is there to help us get to the Myconid colony so that we can possibly negotiate for um, the piece that they have or try to figure out a way to obtain it from them and uh, essentially just relay all the information that they missed while we were making our negotiations. Mikey, yes. soup is very good, very tasty. I bet it would be good with this jerky. Yeah, cream of Mikey. <laughs> we have some of their stuff that we found in that chest. That might be useful if it's something yeah. they want or need. Perhaps we can use it to trade. Absolutely. What do I know about Mikey, Steve? Um, myconids are kind of living fungus. Mm -hmm. Uh, they uh, they have a they have several different um growths. They typically are in kind of large fungal areas. Um, you growing up, you would have you would have come across them uh in passing. Mm -hmm. Um, they don't speak. They don't have any kind of verbal uh communications, but they tend to communicate through uh like their spores um but they're typically they're typically kind of keep to themselves and they don't uh, are not overly overtly hostile um growing up some some of the other duergar duergar that you would have grown up with before you went off on your own they would like torment them because like just just for sport um and but they never. They never. But you do know. You are aware that sometimes when they're in large numbers, they can uh, be particular, particularly dangerous. Right. But they're not typically a threat, and more often than not, just they're just kind of there as an annoyance or a little bit. You don't feel that they're a whole lot of support for you personally, but you also right. know. But you know that you know. You definitely don't want to be like piss off an entire colony and have it chase you. <laughs> right. Okay. But the big thing is, the biggest thing is that they don't talk. They don't verbalize in any way. They speak telepathically. Um, okay. Maybe we should have Vulcan look at these items we found and see if he can tell if these are something that's rare that they're going to want back or if it's just like a common thing that we can just use for our own benefit. if they're super rare like something they would want back that would be a great bargaining chip but if not it's basically just a free health potion for us we could use all the health potions we can get down here right there it is 
So sure, I'll pull the, there's a small bag of powder. It's, it's ground up powder and it's a potion that is white and swirling. So I'll pull those out of the bag of hat holding and hold them up to you. Do you know anything about these? Do I know anything about those? <laughs> Not particularly. Um, they're typical. They're. Um, I mean the 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 powder looks pretty much like any other kind of powder. Um, it just it could be it could be valuable. It could be not. Um, the po uh, same thing with the the potion. It probably good chance it is a healing potion. It's just you couldn't tell whether or not they're of any particular significance or not. Other than they are, they do appear to they are made by myconids. Okay. No idea. All right. <laughs> Thanks for checking. Thank you for looking. Back <laughs> in the bag, they go. Never know. Okay. There. I lost your face for a second there. <laughs> well, so I guess our next decision is where do we go next? Do we go to the fish people in the lake? Do we go to the mushroom jungle with the myconids? Or do we go see the drow? We all know how much Anarian love drow. Mm. Which one is closer? I'll look to the, the guide. Cablus? Yeah, uh, yeah, Cablus. Cablus. Um, she says the the fish people are far are far to the west toward the lake and to the northwest is where there's an encampment encampment of drow um how far away uh isn't not very clear to her uh but they have seen patrols uh somewhat every so often come close and that there have been like roaming uh roaming driders as well so why don't we go to the myconids first since <laughs> they seem to be maybe easiest to deal with i have a feeling the drow might be the hardest i agree the drow we've encountered so far have been mm. numerable and powerful and driders are not fun so, Mike and Incidents. In the, they were to the east, right? North. North. Okay. So we've got north, northwest, and west. Yep. Okay. Triangle just have a little giggle in the background going, <laughs> doesn't leave mushroom for error. <laughs> oh. <laughs> just for that, next time he wants a ride, make him walk. <laughs> and a quick flip on the camp. Sorry. That's fine. <laughs> I must say I'm I'm quite excited to see some fungal forests. They're beautiful, unlike anything I've ever seen on the surface. Oh god, Sid's DMing on Monday. Dear. I'll see when we swap round ask. <laughs> <laughs> Give Jay a week off. <laughs> Wait, what? 
don't think Jason well, because I came Vulcan for a while there, he's case of, oh, I'm gay now, I'll, I'll give him a break on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody yeah. survives, yay! Oh no, much worse. <laughs> uh, Alrighty. Make a shark man turn up. Okay. Almost. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just making a stupid comment about shark men. Oh, yeah, Vulcan, are you ready to go? Do you have more you need to do? Do, 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 do. Nope, and I start to gather my things. And I wake Morn. So we've decided to go to the Myconid colony? I believe so. Well, it seems like. Okay. Okay. So, first, um, first track leading up is going through going north along the uh the route that uh you guys were helping the gnomes kind of close everything off um and of course you know the side tunnels where there were several uh creatures that had been uh you had come across not quite sure where um they kind of not quite sure as far as if they're still there or what their current status but the but Crab Cabness is leading you north even further north, uh, where you come into a garden area that you've seen before. Um, this one the orientation's a little bit different. Um, and just as before, there are several fountains, there are several large terraces and paths that kind of lead out and about, and these large kind of fungus. Uh, trees, or they're essentially trees, they're so large. Um, the ceiling is about 100 feet high. Um, and there are so there were several, you see several orbs um, that seem to be kind of having this a, a kind of a continual light spell. Some of them are extremely faded and some are just not working at all anymore. Just based on their age. Got a few light bulbs out. More than a few. Are they like physical objects? Yeah, think of like uh, think think like a Victorian glass lamp, um, gas lamps. Only instead of being fire or anything inside, it's this. It's kind of it's the it's the uh, light spells been cast on it. So some of them are cracked and broken. Some of them are just really really faded, and no longer function. And they kind of they're kind of spaced along uh, the pathway. Can I Just, take one of the ones that's out? Certainly try. Go ahead and give me I a. Like go ahead and give me a dex check to see if you can uh, pull it down from its uh, mounting. I love that Probably face. Not. You have an inspiration if you want to use it. <laughs> I don't think it's going to help because that was only an eight. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it takes you a while. It takes you about it takes you about twenty thirty minutes, but you're able to kind of figure it out and detach it. Uh I don't know that I would want to take that long. I would probably try for like uh, two minutes, and if I couldn't get it, I would just be like, "Oh well." Okay. We'll get this later. <laughs> Based on the appearance of this area to the last one, um, if I remember correctly, the last one was where we had avoided those shriekers. Um, 
and we had kind of identified those. I want to be on the lookout for that type of a structure. Good call. That's way more pertinent than taking lamps. Um, yeah, go ahead and uh, your passive perception being 24. Uh, you're, as you kind of 23. 23, as you kind of walk into this area, you don't see any of those creatures uh, based on your uh, nature lesson. Anything that we can identify that would uh, <clears throat> indicate that this might possibly be the um, an area that they the myconids might be in, or um, ask the guide about. Um, there are myconids that live in all of these groves, uh, and there are several that they have scouted out. Uh, one of them is one of them was really heavily collapsed. On one side, but uh, they've, but they've always seen uh, various groups of myconids in each of them. Um, but the into the the leader of this particular group of them that kind of ties everybody together, he is in an area that's actually above the city in a chamber above. Okay. They said the camp is in a chamber Art. above the city of myconids. Yes. Okay. Sorry, I missed a word in there somewhere. No, he did. Oh, Cabnus tells you that there are several. They there are set. There are a few large grand staircase stairwells that lead up and down. And based on what you've seen on some of the scale on some of these rooms, something that could be above all of this would be pretty high up. I ask Cablus. Uh, do you have a means to communicate with the myconids? Not over long distance. Typically, you have to get close to them and for their spores. Do they have a means of communication over long distance? Not with not that we can tell from for non non myconid races. Okay, I mean, I'm sure plants talk to each other. Is uh just thinking if perhaps we could contact some of the myconids, perhaps in this garden space, they might let the myconid leader know that we were interested in uh, an audience with him or a meeting with him. I'm sure there's, there's a lot of other fungal creatures that live and myconids are rare to see. We've seen them, but they don't, we don't, they're rare compared to some of the other creatures. Very well. We'll just uh, continue that on our, on our way. Alrighty. Um, it is almost 1130, so we're going to take the opportunity to take our quick break. So about 10 minutes, and then uh, we'll be back to continue the travel. Thank you, everyone, for watching so far. Hopefully, uh, I see there's quite a bit in the uh, rewards queue to kind of go through. Thanks, guys. We have the best viewers. Yes. So uh, stick around, hang out, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Right before we went to break, a there was another trickster gift for Shragnaz. So while you're uh, in the garden area right now, kind of exploring about the paths and all the vegetation, um, Shrag, you notice a vial kind of tucked off. It kind of glints and catches your eye. And as you go to pick it up, you look and you look at it, and this potion appears to change color and texture each time you look at it. 
Mm-hmm. So it's like you look you when you first noticed it, it was one thing, and then you look at it again after you picked it up, it's something else. As you mm-hmm. go to take, as you go to every time you take your eyes off and come back, it changes. The bucket out potion, something like that. <laughs> Um, as, as we're wandering along, I'll just sort of slowly sort of cast identify on it as a ritual as we're walking along, just to identify what the potion actually is. Certainly can. I can put Shraggy on my shoulders, if that helps. Or, oh, do you want furry friends? Yeah, we're traveling, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. Shraggy's going to walk up to Hillary and be like, just like pull on the hem of her cloak and go and slide. For walk? Long distance? Sorry, spacing. Forgot about the little legs. Okay, so pull out the fur balls. And today's random fur balls are. <laughs> <Drum> roll, please. <laughs> We've got a mastiff, a giant goat, and a brown bear. Oh, choices, choices. All very huntable. Yes. So for for, for Vulcan, for Vulcan, as you as you're standing there with this group, you see Will kind of go over to this gray satchel she has and pulls out these three like puffs of fur and tosses them out, and then immediately it's like a poof poof poof, a mastiff, a giant goat, and a bear just appear right where the balls hit the ground. And I immediately go and give them all scratches and belly rubs. He's a good brown bear. <laughs> Is that just a normal brown bear? Yes. Cool. Okay, let's have a little dungeon. How do they react to Morin? Like, they're just a bunch of wild creatures kind of hanging out in a space. They seem uninterested. They're just another... They're completely under my command and control. So unless I tell them to do something, they will defend themselves. But more than dying in your boat. <laughs> if you kill them, they will just disappear. They are not regular things. They are animated puffballs. Not good for killing. Please. He doesn't know that. She's not very smart. Giant goat <laughs> versus giant badger could be interesting. Yeah. I'm telling in the them. words in the words of Brandon, uh, I'm cool, but my badger's a bit of a douche. So, <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, based that's on the fact that Shraggy likes the bulls and the, the the giant goats, not the normal goats, because they they make really good uh, chargeable creatures, and he loves his goblin cavalry. He's gonna out his rucksack. He's gonna pull the the saddle out, and he's gonna go put it onto the goat, and he'll turn to to Hillary and just put his arms up in the air as usual and go. <laughs> Well, I don't know who this Hillary person is you keep talking about. But <clears throat> there was a mixture there of out of character and in character. It was maybe <laughs> a little mixed up. That's okay. I've been doing it today, too. Willery. Will, Will, will you put me up? I got you, Shraggy. <laughs> All right, so Shrag is going to control the goat. Yep. All righty. And so we got that. Shrag finds the potion. He casts Identify on the potion. He finds out that the potion is a vial of thistle toxin and is a thistle toxin antidote, which uh, effectively cures uh, the poly- polymorph effect imposed by thistle toxin. And he's going to roll on the wild magic table because he cast the spell and there were two on deck. Yep, that's all good. 
Wait, there's a poison oh. that just makes you polymorph? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I have one. <laughs> that's, uh, cool. that's 70 for the wild magic. 17 or 70? 70, 70. 70. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, that's hilarious. And today's winner is... Each creature within 30 feet of you becomes invisible for the next minute. Visibility ends on the creature when it attacks or casts a spell. Does that, does that include me or does every creature... Do I, do I suddenly feel like I'm very lonely or do I go invisible as well? No, you and everyone in the party, including the animals, all vanish. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I got a... Guys? I got a potion? Yeah, y'all look at each other and it's like you can't see each other. Guys. Guys. Hello? Draggy? I'm here. You'll hear the bleating of the goat and the little footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a pass without trace. <laughs> and poof, we're back. <laughs> Last for a minute, so as you guys kind of, if you guys want to hang out there for the minute to let it go or continue to move on. Let's take advantage of this minute and walk invisibly. All right, go and roll stealth checks uh, with advantage. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, tricksters. I don't think advantage to advantage really helps much. Not really. No, probably not. That's a natural 20, <laughs> so it's a 27. Hey. Roll to 16, that's 26. 20 for an Aryan. Alrighty, don't forget for the goat, the bear, the mastiff, and the badger. I rolled a one and a three. Ouch. <laughs> That's very so unusual for obsidian. Yeah. It's I got a 19 for one. Okay. I got a 19 as well. Yep. And um, I will. I'll do the one for the goatee. Oh, that was 19. I hate that. That's the one thing that really gets me about it, D&D Beyond, is you roll the dice, it gets a really good dice roll, and just hits the side of the screen and just goes, oh, flop. <laughs> uh, the goat rolled a three. It doesn't know what's happening. Wow. The Mastiff got a nat 20. Stealth Hound. Totally. Stealth Hound. Uh, t total is 22. Oh my god! And the brown bear got a nat 20. I just rolled two nat 20s in a row. Well, you just wasted them. I feel, yeah, I feel like that was kind of a waste. <laughs> Steve, while I'm walking here, I'm always uh, constantly looking at tracks and. All right. Kind of seeing what creatures may have frequented, so. You can just kind of keep that in mind as we go. All right. Um, I think of a note. Yeah. Uh, these, this area, is, of course, like I said, is kind of a heavily overgrown uh, area with the various funga, fungi. Um, you recognize that this area is probably a good resource location for building materials. And that uh, there have been several, there have been creatures that kind of frequented through, um, okay. of several, uh, several, couple of large beasts, um, some that slither, some that walk, um, as well as uh, some other 
slight tracks of uh, of some smaller creatures. Um, Any sign of the Bahir? No. Okay. No sign of the Bahir in this area. Okay. And I will be constantly keeping an eye out for Shriekers specifically. Alright. Um, as you guys are continue along the path that Cabus is uh, leading you on, um, every the uh, with, after for about a for a little while, you know you uh, for those those with the really high perceptions, uh, passive perceptions. Uh, every so often, you notice there's a uh, kind of a, a little shift of movement in the uh, in the in the in the fungi as you're. Uh, Kind of going about until sun at some point the invisibility fades and you all are now uh visible again on the path and seeing all this little bit of uh movement uh every so often on the side as you kind of turn to look it seems to have stopped then you possibly hear it a little bit uh, again off to another side as you're progressing through kind of thinking that scene from the uh first jurassic park when the dilophosaurus was kind of just in the brush uh, as Nedry walked by. Just kind of keep an eye, and as long as it's not threatening, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna make any threatening movements. Sidian? I'm trucking. Alright. Vulcan? Same. Drag? Yep. Will? You get about halfway through uh, the garden area, and the movement is a little more pronounced. Um, and kind of standing in the center of the path in front of you is this little kind of humanoid-looking shape, about the about the about the size of a gnome. Kind of standing there with a spear. And next to him is a another uh, another. Uh, off to the side a little bit is another creature. It's kind of, kind of four-legged, kind of just kind of walking about. How far away are they from us? Uh, they're about twenty to thirty feet in front of you as you're going. Okay, so is they're Cablis, is Cablis concerned since she's our guide? Does she show any concern about? She these starts people? to slow down a little bit and gives you an indication that uh, she she's putting her guard up. Do I know what this is, Scoob? Um, go ahead and give me a nature check. Well, that's a natural one. Um, which is a two, but actually a five because of my natural explorer. Um, the this creature this creature is a plant-based creature. Um. There are several several that it could be. Uh, given its size, it's probably uh, some type of... It, not quite sure what type, but you know it's a plant-based creature, and the fact that it has a spear uh, indicates that it has some intelligence and some kind of tribal nature to it. Do is, we think this is one of the myconids we heard about? Yep. He can tell that. He can tell that it is not a myconid. Is it blocking the path? Yes. Oh, 
Jason, don't forget you've got a nat 20. Mm-hmm. I'm saving it. <laughs> is, it, is it making any hostile actions or just blocking the path so that we can't cross? It's kind of blocking the path, standing in front of you. Um, I'll say in, in Undercommon, we wish to pass through. We do not wish to harm you or any others in this area. My cox's head. Doesn't respond. Is there any sense that we're being surrounded at all? Like uh, any other movement? And sorry, you're saying that there's a path and it's a kind of a garden on either side? What's the yes. what's on either side of the path? Uh, either side of the path is the large kind of fungal groves, uh, various heights. I mean, you think about think about like a botanical garden path. Yeah. Only instead yeah. of trees and flowers, it's all various fungus forms. There okay. are a few little splits of movement, uh, but nothing but uh, oh, kind of kind of uh, in several directions around you. Okay. Uh, and sorry, do I get a sense that there's any others around us? Um, give me a perception check. Yep. Actually, um, let me just look at something for a sec. Or you can give a, a insight might be another one, but definitely perception. Ah, it's only a nine. But is it a mighty nine, though? (laughs) Nine. Um, I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna motion to Morin, as we typically do. I'm gonna do like a, and like, point her in the opposite direction, to the right. And I'm we're, we're gonna go stealth, and I'm gonna break off from the party into the into the fungal growth. Okay, that sounds wrong. Um, <laughs> go ahead and roll your yeah. stealth. Go ahead and roll your stealth check. Come on, stealth. Nineteen for me. Uh, and a eight. <laughs> that was a natural one plus eight for Warren. All right. So the, if I'm picturing right, it's like you went left, more went right into the into yeah. the into off to, off to the uh, path. Yeah, and it typically means that we're going to circle around. Okay. She knows that we're circling right. around. Did did we see them break off? Um, you probably you you definitely heard Morin, and you kind of caught the sight of Vulcan as they hit the uh, hit the hit the brush hit the brush line. And kind of okay. started going in to kind of get around uh, this creature. So seeing that, thinking maybe they've heard or seen something that we didn't, I'm going to get on the broom and go up 30 feet to try and get a better bird's eye view. Yep. Arian, do you think <clears throat> you can talk to this thing with your fancy hat? Uh. It allows me to understand, but it doesn't allow me to speak to them. I've tried communicating with them in Underdark, but all I get is a cocked head at this point. And after Will asks me that, then I'll I'll look back at the creature in the path and I'll try to make gestures to say we want to pass through. It doesn't it doesn't react. It still stands there watching you. 
<clears throat> Just have interest, Scoob, what's the sort of the, the ground like in here? Is it all hard stone or is it sort of loosish earth and mud and stuff like that? Uh the path itself is kind is a is a is a hard is is kind of a kind of a rough cobblestone. Uh, it's just well it's well worn uh off to the side is more of kind of a dirt uh area that allows all of the various fungus to grow uh way back when these uh areas were known for their uh as kind of these large kind of groves with various fountains and whatnot in them cool. i'll turn to Cabalus um, and ask her do you know what this is and why it would be blocking our path? Um, uh, she's 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 uh, she's like I'm not quite sure what they are, but where there's one, there's more, and they don't particularly like trespassers. Uh, I will take a little block of hardtack out. Somebody want to try to talk to it? I'm not great at talking. Anarian, you seem to be better with the talking thing. I don't know if it will eat hardtack. But food is always a good starting point. I don't think it wants any of this strawberry jerky stuff. <laughs> no, you want to keep that for yourself because it's so it's good. It's really quite good. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem interested in talking, so I haven't gotten any responses from it to anything that I've tried to say or do. Sorry, Scoob, did we get a long rest since I cast all my spells? Since our last combat? No, right? Um, you yeah. had a long... You had a long rest after you rescued the gnome from the gas spores. Yeah. And then went back into the enclave and then left the enclave. So, no, nope, haven't had a long rest since. Oh, since the unicorn combat. Not since the unicorn combat. Because I don't think I, I don't think I had the long rest before that because all my slots are gone. I don't think I used all my slots on the unicorn. I think I just used Hunter's Mark. Yeah. Oh, well, actually. Well, let's see. It would have taken a little while to go through all that conversation with there. So, yeah, I would say you would have had a long rest before heading out on the ex heading out on this next leg. So, okay. Yeah, I think if we knew that he was uh, down magic, we would have waited until he was ready to go. Yeah, totally, yeah. totally, totally, Very totally. Gracious, thank you. Yep. Gracious and benevolent DM. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Telly throws another 18 creatures in front of us. We can handle it as long as we don't start with a fireball. <laughs> that being said, um, so kind of kind of looking at you have the you have the two creatures kind of in front. Um, like said, Scoob, all we see is a black screen. Well, since nobody else seems to want to try, I'm going to try to like I'll put one hand up and then like some rations in my other hand and just try to like I'll take a couple steps toward it and then put the food on the ground and then back up and see if that does anything I don't have anything else to offer it 
Uh, so you go and do that. Try to look friendly without showing my teeth too much. <laughs> and I'll uh, actually, before I put the food on the ground, I'll like break a part off and t put it in my mouth and eat it and then put the rest on the ground. I don't know what plant creatures eat. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't make any motion motion forward, but the, the other creature does kind of move forward. It kind of goes at it, bats it around a little bit and just kind of, kind of ignores it and kind of just stays, stays roughly there kind of watching. Like when you try to give a dog broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> so let's see. So where where we have where? Let's see. An, uh, Obsidian said he was in the air on his broom. Yeah. Do I see anything from the air that I don't that I didn't see on the ground? Uh no. The canopy along the side is a little is a is a little bit thick, so you're not able to see down. But you do, uh, other than a little bit of slight sway in things, but you do see that in kind uh in kind of a certain kind of around the party out about. Tw about 20 to 40 feet from the path. Um, uh, Vulcan. Or, sorry, yeah. is there something you wanted to do real quick? I was going to try and get out... Uh, right, so using sleight of hands so they don't actually see it, I'm going to try and use precipitation to try and distract them make some kind of noise and sort of stuff over into the, the side in amongst all the bush and stuff away from the two trying to sneak around but obviously just try and make it off in the distance and make it sound like something else is rushing around quite big and moving through the mushrooms poaching towards them see if we okay. can distract them uh, so my sleight of hand is a 13 that's 28 okay um, all the sleight no. of hand <laughs> <laughs> You should see me do find the lady on the cards. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. So, uh, where do you where do you center that? Um. Yeah. So I Yeah. Okay. So two things. Um. We've got we've got another wild magic on the table, but there's actually already one sat there as well, wasn't there? So. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So I'm I'm gonna center it off down here somewhere, the bottom right hand corner of the map. Okay. Um, and I'm then going to roll a d100. Yep. Is a 92. 9-2. been getting a lot of really high ones recently. Yep. Uh, if you die within the next minute, you immediately come back to life as if by the reincarnate spell. Oh no, that we one again. that one. Don't die in the next minute. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, might, I might come back as a human or an elf or really surprise you luckily guys. we're not in combat yet the minute will go by quick yeah he got that one in the middle of combat last time <laughs> yeah, that and I had regeneration and I had light and I turned to a potted plant it's fine it's, it's okay. fine that totally. would be an interesting one to do for roll by roll <laughs> alright Vulcan what you, uh, you you and Morna both uh, kind of moved up in the into the uh, brush trying to circle yeah. around behind the creature 
Yeah, I keep trying to circle, and so Morin is sniffing to find out if there are more out there. All right. Uh, uh, I'm also looking for tracks and searching to see if there are more of these creatures. All right. As uh, I circle. Give me perception checks on both of you. Okay, Morin has advantage because she's smelling. That's 23 for Morin. Okay. Nice. And uh, perception or, or survival for me? Um, perception. Okay. Oh, that spun for a while there. Yeah. Um, that's only a nine, but I'm going to go ahead and use my natural 20. Okay. All right. So as so as you and Morin are kind of moving out and around, at some point you guys get about I want to say about about fifteen about fifteen twenty feet off the path to kind of as you're kind of doing that circle around. Yeah. And you both sort of stop because as you look about, you see there are several more of these creatures in your way to try okay. and get around. Um, okay. Morin can definitely sense a whole a whole slew of them or several of them near him as trying to move about and with that you kind of get the sense that um, if you go any further you're going to you're going to end up in end up getting engaging with them. And as you do that Morin also notices the where Shrag had summon the the prestidigitation trying to make a noise yeah and that actually that um actually did cause some movement near morin as the as the creatures reacted to that slightly yeah and all of the and then they all start to kind of uh move forward okay this is where we do that wonderful fun. The three words guaranteed to start a fight. Yep. Or the two words roll initiative. Pretty much. As the trap has sprung. So just as they saw start to move, uh, the rest of you on the path see all the movements try to occur. And then you see uh, more of these little gnome-like plant creatures, and the quad, the other creature, all start to move toward and enclose around you. Hey! Holy! Oh! <laughs> yeah, Jay. Jeez. He doesn't mess around when we do initiative here. No kidding. <laughs> hey, uh, Scoob, you may want to put it up on. I'm um, going to. Do we have the initiative tracker? Yeah, I'm getting that up now. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry, I thought I just couldn't see it. I haven't pulled. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Oh, man. Yeah. I just saw the map. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> oh boy. Lots so of fun, you... but again, not as bad as you think it is. 
So just to clarify, Scoob, anything outside of that blue line is soft dirt and earth and soft yes. dirt and earth. Cool, okay. Yes. Nice. I think I have just about everybody for that. Oh, I'm still missing a couple people from the initiative order. Oh, I probably haven't put myself in there yet. No, that's fine. I was going to say, I haven't seen my token yet, so I haven't. I see Anari in there. Shrag. Okay, there he is. Should have just about everybody. I just uh, does Morin uh, react on my turn? Uh, yes, he would react on he would he would essentially act on your turn. And the mastiff and the brown bear are they going to go on my turn? Yes. Okay, I'll put my initiative into theirs. Glad we've got a couple extra creatures because we're about to fight another thirty creatures. <laughs> yeah, but it's probably not going to go as, go as long as the last one. I guarantee that because he's <laughs> but but yeah. It could be. It could be fun. I'm excited. <laughs> I don't see my token in here. Actuated, but let's see. Uh, Morin. Yep. I don't have a Vulcan. There's a Vulcan now. What'd you get on your Thank initiative, you. Vulcan? I got it. Okay. Cool. Thankfully, all of the pygmies and the slingers all go on the same turn, so that will be fun. I think we might have two goats in the initiative order as well, Scoob. All right, I'll scrub one out. And these uh, creatures, they had uh, what sort of weapons on them? Uh, appears to the pygmies look like they have um, some spears. I go, yep. Trag, what'd you get? You got your initiative in there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nari, do 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 do. In. <laughs> All right, Will, you got a 22 on your initiative. Yes, sir. So the bear and the mastiff are there. All righty. Sending, starting with the top. Oh, wow. Vulcan and Morin are up first. Okay, just one sec. I'm just trying to figure one thing out here. Um... Okay, uh, can I see Morin across the way, or is the foliage too dense? The foliage is pretty, is, is sort of dense, so you kind of, you can, you know roughly where he is from the tactic you've used before. Yeah. But I, I can't see her, right? No, not, no dire not directly. Okay. Um, then the first thing I'm going to do is um sorry no you're fine i'm gonna let out a, a whistle okay 
that will let her know, and, and as a bonus action, I'm going to command her to... Uh, no, you know what? I, it doesn't take an action. Um, yeah, so so I, I, I give her a, a verbal command. Okay. Um, kind of like a two-tone whistle. All right. That tells her to, to, to backtrack to where she was. So she's able to move, no action required. I can I can command her to move. Okay. Um, Go so I'm gonna put her back. Oh yeah, I'll move her. Kind of there on that side of the. Okay. Then I'm also gonna move back. I'm not engaged by no. anybody, right? You're not in melee. You're not in uh, the threat square of anybody right now. Okay, so I'm still gonna stay just on the outside on right. this side of the path there. Okay. Um, but now I have line of sight as we're both on the tree line. Yep. And I am going to cast enlarge on Morin. Ooh. So instead of a large creature or a medium creature, she, she's now a large creature. Oh, nice. horse size badger. So badger, just, badger, like, badger, just, badger. just like in Power Rangers there, Morin just grows, grows, grows. <laughs> awesome. Uh, and go ahead and roll the 100 for that last wild magic that's on the table. Oh, dear. Yeah, Jason gets <laughs> That is a six. Whoa. That's a low one. That was way too close to a seven. Yes. <laughs> God. I don't know. I don't know what a seven is. Fireball. Oh, dear. Centered on you. Oh, dear. This is probably going to be worse. Never heard of that one before. Oh, dear. That's not good. Is it the six or the eight? That's also the fireball. No. Eight. It's the eight. Seven and eight are both fireball. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, so for those wanting to know... A, oh dear. a Modron chosen and controlled by the DM appears in an unoccupied space within five feet of you. I love Modrons. Then, then disappears one minute later. That's hilarious. Robotic cubes. Oh, oh, um, thank you, TGC Striker uh, and also Dish Pickle. There's another two wild magics on the board. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, guys. We love you so much. Unfortunately, I don't have that token. Only mm. Vulcan, how many hit points does Morin have? Uh, that is a great question. Morin has 32 hit points. So we now have a little tiny... A little tiny construct just appears next to Vulcan. That little guy's uh, Does it look threatening? Uh, no. It's just kind of okay. kind of standing there right now with a little, a little, little dagger in its hand. Do I get the sense that it... How the um, hell did I get here? Yeah. 
do I get the sense that it uh, appeared the same way the unicorn did? Like, did, did the magic look similar? Yes. Okay. All right. But I don't feel threatened by it. No. I ignore it. All righty. I want it. I want to keep it. <laughs> All right. Anything else, do, anything else you wish to do on your turn with Morin? That's it. Nope. That's it? Uh, yeah, because uh, she moved. Uh, you moved. She enlarged. You moved. Yeah. You cast yeah. enlarged. Cool. Yeah. All right. That leaves Will and her menagerie of magnificent beasts. <laughs> I was not expecting to get into a fight with all these creatures. Um, okay. So for my action, I'm going to cast Spirit Guardians on myself at fourth level and obviously designate all of my variety of allies, including the new Modron, to be able to be in it safely. All right. There's the foot on that. Thank you, thank you. And roll your D100 when you get a moment. Ah. Well, I have my special D100. That is an 88. You become invisible for the next minute. Woo! (laughs) So my uh, little spectral um, little thingies float around and then poof I disappear yep and then uh the bear having trouble telling which is which on here this is the bear okay the bear is going to 5 10 15 20 going to go after this guy so that's okay. 25 feet already that's going to miss probably because I only rolled a three and it's only got a six. So that's a nine to hit. No, doesn't hit. Okay, then how about a 13? 13 just hits. Oh, sweet. Okay, so the claws hit. All right. That's 2d6. Ooh, six plus two plus four. So that's 12 slashing damage. Twelve slashing damage. And then I also had where's my mastiff? Uh, your mastiff is right there. Oh, there's my mastiff. Okay. Uh, he's going to move forward and hold an attack in case anything comes within melee range. And that is my turn. Alrighty. Alright, and what about and you see so did that, that, that. Anari, you're up. Obsidian, you're on deck. Alright. So I I thought I was close to the one that's blocking the path, but it looks like I'm actually to the rear, is that correct? Uh no, you would be up front. Didn't get to didn't sit there and so yeah, you're up there. Um I just wanted to try to get an idea. Yeah. Um, so he's on the path. What's the one behind him? Uh, this is the one that you were that was had the spear. Okay. This is the other creature that the bear is now engaged with. Got it. So I'm going to move to engage this guy. Okay. 
As you pass by uh, this creature, it would get an attack of opportunity on you. Right. So... Yeah, that is... That's a 11 to hit. Miss. Alrighty. Alright. So my two attacks, dirty 20 and a 17. Both hit. Okay. And damage 15 and 9. So 24. Dead. Oh, All right. shoot. Wow. All right. That brings us to Obsidian. So the only thing I currently can see is the one that's engaged with the bear, correct? At the at that height, yes. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and use Steady Aim. Okay. Um and for those that don't know, Steady Aim allows me, as long as I don't move as a bonus action, I give myself advantage on my next attack roll. So I'm going to roll uh, 13. I'm using a short bow. Okay. And I'm well within range, so that's a dirty 20 to hit. That will hit. So with sneak, 46 plus 4. Wow, I rolled four ones on 46s. Wow, that is statistically improbable. Okay. Four freaking ones. So that is eight points of damage. Oh my gosh. Dice giveth and the dice taketh. Yeah, yeah. Dice definitely taketh today. Alrighty. And that will end my turn because obviously now I can't move for the rest of my turn. No. All right. Uh, now it's Shrag and his uh, collection of companions. Cool. Okay, so the first thing that's happened is Nat's going to sort of fly higher up into the air because she's got a good uh, dark vision range and have sort of a quick spin around so I can see what she can see. Um, seeing what's around is, first of all, now this this is going to be an interesting one. I'm, I'm trying something different here. Is if I was to use Mold Earth to excavate a five-foot cube of soil in the soft area, directly underneath one of these creatures it says effectively you can then just move the soil up to five feet away and drop it so in theory could i excavate five foot of soil directly under a creature have it drop into the pit and then just let the soil drop back into the hole again it's not going to cause any damage but it's effectively going to take them out of the fight yes yes that would that would be plausible i would uh I would have my creature roll a dexterity saving throw to see if it could dodge the sudden fall. Yep, that's cool. I love it. So, so I am we, going we can to, make that work. Going to try and do the... I'm going to turn to the right because it would help. So I'm going to try and do the remove of the soil under this guy here. Okay. And see how that goes. And then the go is going to charge into there. What's your spell save DC again? Uh, ooh, my normal spell save DC is a, say uh, DC fifteen. Okay, so that'll be the that'll be what I'm trying to break. Yep. Yeah, not so much. <laughs> <laughs> so you cast the mold earth. It, uh, the ground opens up. The pygmy falls. Ground closes back up. 
he is uh, out of the fight. Nice. Cool. And, and you get a wild magic for that, for yes, your trouble. So the th 38 for the wild magic. 38? <laughs> a steady supply. It's gone quiet. It's gone very quiet. Uh, flumps uh, appear around you. Creatures, creatures everywhere. <laughs> so, a collection of flumps. Man, what a menagerie we have right now. <laughs> so. And the goat's roll to hit is that's a plus five. Uh, sadly, that's only going to be an 11, I think, to hit with. Yeah, plus five. So 11 to hit the creature I've just charged at. Okay. Is that a hit or is that a miss? What was the hit? What was the hit again? Uh, it's an eleven. Eleven will hit. Ooh, okay. Um, so that's a giant goat. So that's two d four plus three. Okay. Which is dice flying around. Five points of damage. Okay. And because this is Goblin Cavalry Tactics again. <laughs> <laughs> the goat gets a charge attack, so it takes an additional 2d4 bludgeoning damage because we charge more than 20 foot. Okay. Which is an additional 4 points of damage. Okay. And you need to make a DC 13 strength saving throw or be not prone. That 20. Awesome. Uh, and that's me done. That was a fun turn. You like that? <laughs> All right. And now for them. Good, good. So we're going to start with the Thornslinger on the bear. That is going to be a 12 to hit the bear. Yep, yep. All right. Let's see, four, five points of piercing damage on the bear. Got it. All right. Next will be the one attacking the uh, with the goat, and is goat first. Try to hit the goat first. That's yeah, a natural one, so it doesn't hit Jack and knocks itself <laughs> and it knocks itself prone in the process. All right, next up. And I'll sling at the Mastiff. That's gonna be a five to hit. Is it within melee range? No. This is a okay. this is distance. A five to hit? Yep. That misses. Alrighty. Uh, let's see. Next up. Right again. That is a 17 to hit. The Mastiff? Yes, on the Mastiff. Yeah, that is. All right. Ooh. And is... just as a heads up as well, we're back up to two wild magics again. Thank you, Dish Pickle. 12 uh, points of piercing damage as a flurry okay. of thorns are thrown at it. It is down. All right, so the Mastiff goes poof. Poof. It has all of five hit points, so. That's fair. 
All right, next up with this one. This one will attempt to throw, attempt to target Vulcan. Oh, nice. That's a five to hit. That is not going to hit. Lots of fives. Yep. This next one is going to attack Anari. That is going to be a 22 to hit. That hit on Anari. You're muted, John. Yep. Yes, that will hit. That is going to be 13 points of piercing damage as the Flurry of Thorns hit you. Got another one that will target you. That's going to be a 14 to hit. That will miss. Alrighty. Last one. One over here is going to target Morin. That is a 17 to hit Morin. Uh, that is a hit. Alrighty. That will be eight points of piercing damage to Morin. Okay. And I uh, got a group here that's going to. Am I just changing the uh, hit points on on um, roll twenty? You can, or uh, however you want to track it. Okay. Let's see. Okay. And this last one, last one of the thorn slingers, is going to target the goat and Shraggy. So. That is uh, due to the uh, the saddle of the cavalier. The attacks on the goat will be at disadvantage. Ranged attacks are disadvantage. Uh, all attacks are disadvantage on the goat. Already, that works out. That makes it a an eleven to hit on the goat. Still hits. <laughs> okay. We certainly tried. Yep. That is eight point. Uh, Nine points of piercing damage on the goat. Cool, yep. Covers all the slingers. Now for the pygmies. This is the most unexpectedly helpful gift from the tricksters, that saddle. When we first got it, we were like, we're never going to use this. <laughs> Try to like, hold my beer. <laughs> all hold right. All right, so let's see. One, two, He's in the air, so I can't target him. That attack on me, was that a ranged attack? Yes, it was. Okay. What are they firing with, sorry? Um, the, cre the creatures that kind of threw stuff at you are kind of like a... kind of like a plant... Uh, like a quadruped plant creature. It just yeah. kind of... Um, makes a motion with its with its tail and kind of throws uh thorns at okay. you okay that's not nice um the next group of creatures the uh pygmies they're all pulling out the, like these uh these slings and are kind of doing the spinning around and throwing throwing uh projectiles at the party in that that capacity so See, we'll have we'll have two target shrag. 
The first one is a 17 to hit. Oh, wait. That will miss. 17 to hit. You said that'll miss. Okay. Yep. Next one will be at the goat. All right. So that was a... 23 to hit on the goat. Yeah, that hits. For three points of... Or no. Wrong dice. Right dice. That'll be six points of bludgeoning damage on the goat. Yep. All right. That's two hits there. Uh, three. We're going to have three on... We're going to have... We're going to have three on Vulcan. Quick succession. First one... It's a 23 to hit. That's a hit. Second one is a 21 to hit. That's a hit. Third one is a 14 to hit. New. Ready, so two hits. Nine points of bludgeoning damage from those two hits. Okay. All right, so there's three in quick succession. Uh, two to Anari. First one is a 15 to hit. Second Miss. one is a 10 to hit. Miss. All right, coming down on the back side. Got one more that'll try to hit Anari. That'll be an 11 to hit. Miss. All right. Got three that will throw slings at will. Quick succession. Okay. First one's a 15. Miss. Second one is a natural one. He drops the sling. Weep. Third one is a nine to hit. That misses. Alrighty. The last two will throw at Shrag and the goat. One for Shrag, one for the goat. Mm-hmm. All right. The one on Shrag is a natural 20. That will hit. Um, am I within 30 feet of Shraggy? I can't see him on here. Uh, no, you're about 10 yeah. feet outside of it. Darn. Sorry, Shraggy. It's all good. Yeah, that'll be uh, seven points of bludgeoning damage. Okie dokie. The one for the goat. At disadvantage. 14 to hit. Yeah, that will hit. Hit. That will be six points of bludgeoning damage. And poof, it's gone. Alrighty. It falls away. Next up is Vulcan and Morin. Alright. Um Okay. Uh, bonus action hunter's mark on okay. the one straight ahead. Now, you said the foliage is really thick here, um, but they can see us to. They can see. Range they, they can Does that mean we can. Yes, you can the see them. Okay. Um, so I'm going to rush this creature in front of me 5, 10, 15. <clears throat> Actually, 
Here, bonus action, uh, Hunter's Mark on it. We'll ping which one it is. Uh, I don't know if I can do that. You just uh, hold, just click and hold, and it, it should ping. Yeah, no, the one on the far right. I, I can't. Oh, click and hold. Click and hold with the pointer. There you go. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Hunter's I'm going mark. to, um, I'm going to cast Hunter's Mark on it as a bonus okay. action. Okay. Then I'm going to throw one axe. Okay. Um, and as I throw it, I'm I'm charging. Gotcha. Go ahead and roll for attack on the axe. Yeah. So did that's Shrek a seventeen. That'll hit. Plus, uh, and then damage on that is going to be nine. Plus one sec. Sorry, I got I get pluses on this stuff. Um, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, what is that? Nine plus two is eleven. Okay. Plus another six for Hunter's Mark. Alrighty. Uh, twelve. Okay. That's twelve points of damage. With my other attack action, I'm going to go as I'm running and uh, tell Morin to attack, move and attack. So she's going to go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 to this one. Okay. And she is also going to attack. All right. And for her, one sec. Sorry, there's a oh, lot here. Uh, she gets a multi-attack. She gets one bite. So it's a plus three and a plus three, and then 2064. Okay. So first attack is six. Plus three is nine. Nine does not hit. Uh, the second attack is a 16. That will hit. Okay. And then that's. Uh, I got to get her on a separate screen here. Um, that is going to be 2d4. <clears throat> so that's going to be nine points of damage to that. That's one. enough. It's dead. Nice. Okay. And sorry, I ran with Vulcan, so he's going to be 5, 10, 15, 20. So he's not getting close enough yet, but he's getting there. And, of course, Axe comes back to... Yep, the Axe appears back in your hand as you threw it. Yep. All right, does that complete both of y'all's turn? Yep. All right. Will and the Brown Bear... Okay, so for the bear, it rolled a 25 on the claws. That will hit. And a 19 on the bite. That will hit. So that is 20 points of damage total. That is a dead creature. Okay. Um, so then uh, you said those were the only ones we could see? You Now that in the brush, in the, you can kind of get a sense from where like you were attacked. Because as you were standing there, you saw uh, rock. You saw like these rocks kind of get thrown in uh, from the side uh, in this direction <coughs> off the path. So you have an idea of where they are, and you kind of look, and you can see them moving, getting getting themselves ready to shoot to throw again. 
Okay, so um, I will tell the bearer to move to those guys as far as they can. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. That's as far as he can get. He can and then do a dash I'm gonna... as well if you want to try and get him closer. Sorry? He can dash as well if you want to. Oh, no, he already did an action. Never mind. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to look at Obsidian, and I'm going to say, you want to help me clear out the guys to the south? Okay. And I will... Uh, I want to move with him, but there's not really any way to do that, is there? What do you mean? Well, for one thing, did I get a uh, confirmation from Obsidian that he wants to go? He's floating in the air on his broom right now. Oh, so I can't even... I'm trying to get you your sneak attack by following you around. <laughs> no, you, you you basically, you'd call out... You, you, you saw him, he kind of... You saw him pull a steady aim and lo let loose. And then he's been sitting there, so you kind of call up to him about, about that. So it's just waiting, waiting on his response, which... <laughs> I still can get you sneak attack, though, because I don't have to be within five feet of you. I have to be within five feet of the creature, right? Yes. That's how sneak attack works. Okay. Well, then I'm going to just hope that he's going to come with me, and I'm going to move my full movement south. Alrighty. And I guess I run into him right about there. And then for clarification from Spirit Guardians for the last time, when, when I move into their square, they don't take anything. It's on their turn, right? Yes, if they start okay. their turn inside that sphere or they move into that sphere, then they would take the damage. Okay. Um, and as I was running towards him, I will, uh, towards that one in front of me, I will cast Guiding Bolt on it at first level. Okie dokie. And I cast it before I was within five feet, so I don't have to do it at disadvantage. Of so that's an 18 to hit. 18 will hit. Okay. And for some reason, my D&D Beyond dice always go underneath the little thing on the bottom left corner, so I can't see it. Okay, so that's 13 points of radiant damage. And that is dead. Okay. Do you want to adjust your running now that you've seen that die as you shot at it? Absolutely. Can I get to this guy over here? If it's still within your movement range. Let's see here, 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30. So 5, 10, 15, 20. Yep, it's... About 25 feet from where I was. Good to go. Cool. Alrighty. That's me. All right. Anari, you're up. Obsidian, you're on deck. So based on um, knowing Morin and the bearer to the south, um, looks like they're handling things there. Um, I'm going to move to the north. Okay. Did I take note that uh, Vulcan had uh, struck the creature just north of me? Um. Yeah, with your with your passive perception, you would have known that that creature reacted to being attacked. So, all right. It's then in further that, north. In that case, um, knowing kind of how uh, Vulcan feels about kills, I'll leave him that one, and I'm going to move to engage this one. Okay. All right, go ahead and roll for your attack. You're still within the threatening square of the other one, so there's no opportunity to attack. So roll for your... Go and roll it. Got it. First hit is going to be a 28. That will hit. Next one is a nat one. That sucks. You drop your swords. <laughs> uh, 14 points of damage. It is dead. 
And that completes your turn, Inari. Um, I actually had one more thing I was going to do, but uh, never mind. Yeah. yeah. That'll right. complete my turn. All right. Obsidian, you're up. All right. So 40 feet. So I'm on the broom. I have a 50 foot movement. So I'm going to pop on down the wheel. And, oh dear, I'm just going to aim for the one right south of me. So the first was a 21 to hit with a, I'm casting green flame blade. Okay. So on the wild magic table, it's 58. Will, what did you get on your wild magic table? Uh, You cast guiding bolt. That's right, I did. 37. Another, another group of flumps appear in the area. Trag or uh, obsidian, what was yours again? 58. Next minute, any flammable object you touch that isn't being worn or carried by another creature bursts into flame. Ah! Oh, the mushrooms go in flames. <laughs> <laughs> or is so can I just touch all the creatures? Um, anyway, so the green flame bait, you hit, what's the damage? Oh, yeah, so 21 to hit, and it was eight, 20, uh, 21 points of damage on the first strike. Dead. Cool. Okay, so as my bonus action, that's uh, a dirty 20 with six points of non-magical on the next guy. How much damage? What was the to hit? Just uh, tw- uh, dirty 20 to okay. hit. Okay, total damage? Six. And if I accidentally touch, and I'm accidentally going to touch one of the plants next to me. Accidentally. <laughs> yeah. So there's a there, there, there's yes. some there's some there's some loose flame going on about. Ooh. No wonder Shraggy likes fire. <laughs> and then my turn. The only kind of bright light Obsidian likes. <laughs> All right, so more flumps and all the fun there. Greg, so you're up. Fun. Hey, I am going to use my bonus action to disengage from this guy and go 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, back again. Um, up nearer to Nat, and then basically what I can see from where Nat is, I realize obviously there's a whole loose horde of stuff happening to the, the northwest. Um, Shrag's eyes now are like blazing. He's like, my mount. Ah, he took my goat, and he's just going to go boom through fireball up into that top left-hand corner. Three, four, five. I love the wizard rage so much. Nice. <laughs> oh, we like that. Good damage rolls. Oh my. Yep. 31 and damage. don't forget your wild magic because there's no because no, you there's like table. now there's like three more on the table now right <gasps> really yes. they gave me my magics yes yep all right so three failed the save two oh. made the save okay so i rolled 31 damage so those that failed take the full 31 and those that pass will take 15 points of damage Mm, my wild magic is oh, I thought it was going to be an 8 for a moment there but it's actually an 83 83 we got that one Ed. 
Oh, I don't think we've had 83 before. I'm about ready to start making a table. Just start checking them off once we get them. I'm scared. Taking a while to read it as well, which is a bit worrying. No, yeah. I was uh, taking care of the damage. Oh, that's okay. What'd oh, you get? Okay. 83? Yeah. Yep. 83. Oh, look at the evil laugh. <laughs> I don't want to look. Don't look. It's all good. Wild magic. Brah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> it's wild drag. Tragic. Oh, love it. He's making a circle. <laughs> Fireball is not. This isn't fireball. Is it an eighty-three? Not a not an eight. Each creature within thirty feet of you takes one d ten necrotic damage. You regain hit points equal to the sum of the necrotic damage dealt. <laughs> so roll me a d ten. That's six. That's a I'm six. Within thirty feet of him. So to make this easy, <laughs> all the flumps are within thirty feet. Oh no! It's literally only your flumps. Yep. The let's see the flumps. The uh, let's see one, two, three, four, five. On the modron as well. Oh, yep. the modron! Oh no! Five. Welcome to existence. Here's some necrotic damage. <laughs> that was say that. How much necrotic total? Six. Six. So. Let's see, that's six times six. Plus Nat. Nope, Nat cannot be damaged that way. Not a creature. Okay. That doesn't count. But all of the flumps and the metrom, yeah, the metrom's dead. So it, van it, 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 it dies. The flumps are all reduced to one hit point. I'm, so getting, that, I'm getting that modrum when we leave. I'm picking it up. So does he get half of the six or half of the total? Uh, he gets a whole total equal to the sum. So he you gets get 36 heat. points of healing from the, all that necrotic damage. Oh, it's <laughs> half. It's the whole thing. Nope. Uh, each creature takes 1d10 necrotic. You gain, you regain hit points equal to the sum of the necrotic damage dealt. Well, Shrag's at full. I don't need to worry about healing him anytime soon. So just, just north of you guys, you hear like Shrag just like go. They took my mount and then go. Power. <laughs> yep, pretty much. It's so appropriate. I love it. Alrighty, so, uh, yeah, that uh, takes out a bit. Awesome cosmic powers. Itty bitty gobby space. I'm sure, there's a trickster god somewhere who's quite happy. Oh, yeah. and just to add insult to injury that one that actually survived I'm going to use my fury of the small to add 8 points of damage to him as well <laughs> alrighty so the ones that are still there uh, let's see your distance going to move up range and he's going to attack you that is a 10 to hit shrag 
10 to hit Shrag. Nope. All right. Next one is going to attack Anari. That is a 21 to hit. Beats it, beats it. That'll hit. Alrighty. That is seven or six points of piercing damage. Okay. Um, this one. Seeing as see, this one's gonna throw at Vulcan or try to hit Vulcan. So, let's see. Yeah, that's a seven to hit. So that's probably not gonna hit Vulcan. All right, next one will attack uh, the bear. That is a 14 to hit. 14 to hit the bear, Wilhelmina. Oh, yeah, sorry, that hits, sorry. Spacing out. That's fine. Uh, eight points of piercing damage to the bear. Okay, he's doing pretty good still. All righty, now the one that's right in front of Will is going to attack you. Gonna reach around and hit you with its uh, thorny tail. But first, can I have a saving throw from him, please? Sure can. Wisdom. Wisdom DC. Sixteen. All right, fails that. Total damage. Sweet. That's going to be eighteen radiant damage. Eighteen. Yes, sir. All right, still alive. It misses its attack on you. Okay. Round this one will attempt to hurl at Obsidian. Yeah, that's a five day hit. That will miss. Alrighty, last one will attempt to hit Shrag. That's a six to hit. Boy, these dice suck today. <laughs> For the last few of the pygmies, Marie got our replacements. Hmm. What? What? Marie got our replacements. She replaced your dice for you. Uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> I've got access to more. All right. So <laughs> these three are going to sling at Shrag. So three attacks on Shrag in succession. For this dice. That's a 10, a 15, and a 7 to hit. Nope. Sorry, boss. These dice suck today. <laughs> today. All right. Covers those. So we got. Yep. Two left here on the bottom. One will sling at the bear, and one will sling at Shrag. So the bear. That's a five. Shrag. That's a 12. So that takes all of them. Brings back to the top of the order with Vulcan. All right. Um, how hurt is the one by Anari in here? Um, he, he's just above half. So he's he, he's he's definitely uh, definitely in some pain. Okay. Um. All right, so as I continue to kind of rush towards him, I want to um, basically, like, lift off the ground a little bit. 
Okay. And as the axe comes back to my hand, I spin and I throw it back at him using oh. the momentum of it kind of coming back. All right. Um, so I'll make that attack. And then once that hits, I'm going to decide what to do with the next one. Okay. Uh, that's a 17 to hit. That will hit. Roll damage. Um, that's four plus um, six. Well, two, so six plus 1d6. Eight points of damage. All right. Still standing. Barely, but still okay. standing. Okay, so I... um, Jeez. Uh, all right, so I throw that one, and as I throw that one, like as I spin, I throw the other one as well. Okay. For my bonus action. All right. That's going to be a 21 to hit. That will hit. That's going to be 7... Uh, eight, nine, 12. Nine oh, minus 12. That kills it. Uh, 12 more points. Yeah. Yep, that one takes it out. Okay. And as I land, both axes come back to my hands. <laughs> All righty. What and, is uh, more takes a dodge action if I don't tell her to do anything. Okay. Actually, you know what? I'm going to tell her to move. That's free. Um, so she's going to come up, cross over, like that. Good to go. All right. Next up is Will and the brown bear. All right. The bear rolled a 24 and a 15. Which one's it targeting? Uh, sorry, the one right in front of it. This, this guy here. Yep. Okay. That hit, that, that hit was what, 17? 24 and a 15. 24 and a 15, both hit. Okay, that's another dirty 20, or another 20 points of damage. And that is dead, dead, dead. Like, Wee. eviscerated into little bitty pieces. Meaty, meaty, tiny pieces. And then I will use the rest of the bear's movement to move him over here. And I will attack this one in front of me with my quarterstaff. So that is going to miss. That's a seven. Yeah, that'll miss. Cool. Uh, that's my turn. All righty. Anari, Obsidian on deck. All right. Um, I'm going to attack this. Oops. I'm going to attack this one. Okay. Uh, with my longbow. Okay. That will be a 26 and a 9. 26 hits, the 9 doesn't. Okay. And that will be <laughs> 7 points of piercing. Uh, and I think it has to be melee attack for that. Yeah, okay. Um, that's it. Alrighty, Obsidian, you're up. Okay, so I cast uh, Green Flame Blade. All right. Rolled a three on the Wild Magic table and a 24 to hit. 24 will hit. The three gets you the wonderful prize of you can see any invisible creature for the next minute as long as you have line of sight. Okay, I look around. Do I see any? No, I'm kidding. I wouldn't know that. Um, so, and that is... Uh, 6, 10, 15, 18 points of magical piercing. 
and I'm going to expend a use of my whales from the grave. And it is dead. And where is the whales going? To this that guy. One? Okay. For seven. All right. And I'll go ahead and move my way on over there for my offhand attack. And that is a 12 plus seven, I believe. 19. 19 will hit. Roll damage. Five. Five. Okay. Good to go. And that will be it. All right. This brings us to Shrag. Kidoki. Shrag's obviously using NASA's uh, his spotter. Um, Seeing the fact that we're engaging down the south, that's been nicely mopped up. There's still a large group to the north. He's going to chuck another fireball out because he's still absolutely raging. It's just like going to take you all on. Uh, oh, 30 points of damage. So a flump, three of one kind oh, and one of another. My math's right, that's all of them. So. Another fireball? Okay. Yep. Where's that Any ring again? Uh, should be moved into position, so it's the... There. Ah. Five. Any Five. wild magics on the table I need to roll for, or did you I'm not seeing one if my math is right. Cool, that's a green flag. That's awesome. Eight. Uh, eight have been used, so that is it. Excuse me. All right, so... Five deck saving throws. Yeah, one's a horrible failure. Let's see. Double checking the creatures. Finished. Let's see. It's got a plus one, so that's going to fail there. Plus two. That's a 15. So your DC's 15, right? It is indeed. All right. So I have two that failed and three that succeeded. Cool. Okay, those that succeed take 15 points of damage. The one that failed takes 30. Alrighty. So, that leaves the flump is dead. Sorry, flump. Dead. 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 Alive. Alrighty. Moving right along. Yep, moving right along. Okay. I can, I can complete your turn. Uh, yeah, because there's nowhere I'm moving around. There's nowhere to move to, so I'm just going to hang fire here with the map. It's all good. Alrighty. So, see, this one is going to attack. The slinger is going to attack Anari. I'm running out of 20s to pick from. Oh, well, we'll just go with it. You have an Allura Bailey where you're scared of all your dice? Uh, if I have to go grab the the vat on the shelf, it's going to be a bad day. But we're not going there. <laughs> um, so <let's, laughs> that being said, that is a 20, 21 to hit Anari. 
Are you muted? I can't tell. Yeah, that'll hit. That'll hit. That'll be seven points of, pier of piercing damage from the thorn. Next one is going to... Next one will attack Shrag. Actually, the next oh, two will attack Shrag. Oh, hi again. Uh, yeah, that's a nat one, so that's going to fail miserably. Knock itself prone. Is that one of the slingers? Yes, that was it's one of the slingers. Too hard. All right, second one is going to be a 13 to hit. Nope, sorry. All right. Next one is going to attack Obsidian. That is an 8 to hit. And then the last one will hit the bear. That's a 12 to hit. That hits. That's going to be 6 points of piercing damage to the bear. Okay. He's looking bloodied. Alrighty. Last pygmy standing. Uh, we'll use a slinger at obsidian. Going to be a 19 to hit. That will hit, and I'm going to use uncanny dodge to half the damage. All righty. Three points total. Oh, so I lose a whole one? Yep. Well, that was a waste of uncanny dodge. <laughs> Vulcan, you're up. Will, you're on can, deck. Can Morin make it to the creature down here in one movement here? I can't. It's hard to see the grid. Uh, 40 feet of movement? No. No. Okay. Um, all right. And the one above is looking, this one's looking rough? Yeah. That one's looking pretty rough. But he's okay. also within range for Morin. Yeah. So Morin's going to charge, and I imagine watching us fight is kind of like Halle Berry and her dogs in John Wick. Yes! <laughs> um, nice. Um, and uh, so, all right. Um, so Morin heads up and just charges at, at the creature, um, is going to bite and and slash with its claws. Oh, okie dokie. So let's do that. That's going to be two attacks. Mm -hmm. Oh, uh, bonus mark. Sorry, bonus uh, action. Action move, Hunter's mark. mark. Yeah. Got it. Uh, first one's not going to be great. That's only a four from Morin. Four's not going to do it. Second one is a natural 20. That'll do it. <laughs> um, so for Morin, that's going to be uh, 2d4. So full for the first one you said? Yeah, same way you do it. Max plus uh, plus what you roll. Okay, so that's nine plus two d four. So that's uh, thirteen points of damage. How does Morin want to do it? <laughs> she's gonna bite. Uh, she's gonna slash its head clean off. All um, right. You, uh, you guys and... can hear that sound of plant matter being ripped. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Um, I was going to do something really cool afterwards, but I'm not going to do that. Okay. Uh, because it's dead now, which is great. Um, but I am going to move 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, 30 to here. 
and toss my uh, uh, nax at that other creature that is over here. This one? Yeah. That'll be a disadvantage because it's technically prone. Um, okay. Uh, how does it look right now? Uh, it's in pretty sad shape. About the same, Wait. about the same kind of shape the one that Morin hit was. Where was I? Was I like here? Yeah. What if I go down to this one? It's still within twenty. Okay. Um, instead, I'm gonna race down to that one. Okay. That one looks like um, it hasn't been touched yet. Yep. Here it goes. That is a seventeen. That will hit. That's five points plus two is seven points. Um, and that does not have Hunter's Mark on it. So it's just going to be seven points of damage. Fair. All of Morin's attacks are also magical. Nice. Future reference doesn't matter here, but. And that's it for me. Alrighty. That brings, brings up Will and the bear. Okay, so the bear rolled a 20 and a 15. Both hit. Okay, so that is 23 points of damage. Solid hit. It's not dead yet, though. Okay, so he will prepare for another attack, and I will uh, turn and start running towards this guy. As I run, I will shoot a guiding bolt under Obsidian's feet at this one. Okay. So, uh, too many tabs. Imagine how I feel right now. (laughs) I know, right? So that's an 18 to hit. That'll hit. Okay. And 19 points of radiant damage. And it's dead. It just kind of glows really brightly and then fizzles away. Okay. (laughs) And then I just turn and get ready to engage with this one south of me. And that's me. That's my turn. Anari and Obsidian. Anari up, Obsidian next. Okay, so we still have this one up. Has Does it look like it's been hit? This one has, that one has been hit. Okay. Um, I'm going to attack with um, the circlet of blasting, the scorching ray. Okay. So the first ray is a 12. 12 just hits. Go and roll damage. Uh, Okay, damage is going to be 11 points. And that'll kill it. Okay. Then I won't use the second. And then I'll use my uh, second attack action to pick up my sword if I can. Sure can. That's my turn. Alrighty, Obsidian, you're up. And 25 to hit, casting green flame blade. 25 will hit. Roll damage. Three, I rolled three ones, a two, and a four. So six, <laughs> seven, eight, nine points of damage. Okay. And then offhand attack would be 11 plus 7, 18 to hit for two more points of damage. Alrighty. Yeah. Okay. And the ones today. Right. <laughs> Treggy. Um, anybody in the vicinity that can see or can hear, you're basically going to just see that just the goblin just seething, and he, he goes to cast a fire spell, and he's just like, no, and he's just going to leg it straight into that one ahead, and he's going to open green flame blade him. Okay. 
And so that is ah, 12 to hit. 12 does hit. Roll damage. Okay, that's going to be uh, 11 points of magical piercing damage. It will then be four points of fire damage. Uh, yep. There's nothing in five foot, so I can't bounce anything on, so that will be me done. Alrighty. Alright, so the slinger in front of you, Shrag, will then attack you. And it's going to be a 22 to hit. Uh, yes, I need to know. Uh, do, 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 do. Let me just double check something. It's fine. Yeah. I'm going to ration the cash shield and make it nice. Good to go. All right. Uh, let's see. Next one. Let's see, you will attack Will because Will's right there in front of it. And right. wisdom saving throw. Yes, please. Uh, let's see. What's the DC? 15, right? 16. 16. Makes the save with an 18 on the die. Okay. So he will take. 11 points of damage halved to five. As he rears up to to strike at you, he collapses and dies. Sweet. Persistent area effect damage for the win. <laughs> All right, that leaves the last one, which will try to attack the bear. That is going to be a 19 to hit the bear. That'll hit, most definitely. That'll be nine points of, pier of piercing damage to the bear. Ooh, okay, he's looking rough, but he's still up. Alrighty. That brings us to the top of the order with Vulcan and Morin. Okay. Um, uh, this one's looking pretty pretty rough, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. Your, your axe hit, and then that big brown bear just kind of tore into him. Okay. Uh, and there's only two more left, or one left? Uh, two After left. That, other than that one? Other than that one, one left, and that one's looking okay. uh, pretty sad, too. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and, and throw both axes into it. Okay. That's a natural 20. 27. It's dead. Okay. <laughs> Had three hit points left. I wasn't even... Yeah, the second worth. one was 22. Yeah. <laughs> so just like... <laughs> How, how, how do you want to do it? Oh, I'll give you that one. Tell me how you want to like do it. A hedge trimmer. Uh, both axes take off its arms, and as as the axes come back, they come through its chest and explode out, and I catch them. Nice. nice. That poor bear gets just all face full of plant matter. <laughs> Got a picture in that scene from Swamp Thing where he exploded. This <laughs> so was just all plant matter over the bear. Very disgusting. There's not happy. Alrighty. Uh, do you want to have more and do anything? Uh, more can, can close the distance here. Um, oh, shoot. Uh, yeah. So more will go fly, uh, down to here. Back into the, um, yep. Back into the path. And frankly, I'll I'll move in beside her. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brings us to Will and the Bear. 
Okay, I don't think the brown bear did so well on its attacks this time. It rolled a 12 and a uh, 9. Uh, there was nothing to attack. Oh. Well, that's why he's... That's why he's got a face full of uh, plant matter, because of what Vulcan just did to it. Okay. Shit, did to the creature it was fighting. The I only threat left is the one engaged with Shrag, and you just see Shrag just kind of... <laughs> All right. Well, then uh, I will move towards Shrag. So 5, 10, 15, 20, 25, and uh, 30. And uh, I will try to hit him with my quarterstaff. Go for it. Actually, Shraggy, have you taken any damage? I, I had done, but for some reason I healed back up again. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, after you sucked the life out of all the things you summoned. Nah, I'm good, thank yeah. you. Okay, you're good. Okay, so that's a 19 to hit. That will hit. Okay, so it will take 7 plus... Wow. Oh, 14 damage. How do you want to do it? Okay, so uh, I, I just kind of run over and... Um, do like a little hop at the end and just go for his knees. And as he falls over, I just kind of help him down to the ground with the staff on the back of his head. Skewered as the as the staff just kind of goes right through the plant matter. <laughs> Take off my staff. Shrek will turn looking and be like, how? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you okay there, buddy? Yeah, it's all good. They took the goat, though. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that. I can't bring him back until tomorrow. You did good, though. Lots of crispy mushrooms. It smells kind of nice. <laughs> Getting <hungry>. fascinating. <laughs> and with that, combat is done. Uh, shortly, uh, a little while later, the flumps all vanish, except for the dead one. Dead one? And the... Um, Obviously, the more in the the the, the Modron that the is there, it doesn't immediately vanish either, and that is where we will call it for this uh, week's session. So we will pick just, right back up from here next week. Just so I don't forget, I do pick the saddle back up off the floor where it dropped off the back of the goat, and I'll put it back into my backpack. <laughs> very true. Very true. And I will walk over to the Modron and put it back. No, I'm just kidding. I give it to Shraggy. Shaggy starts playing with it, like sort of moving it, like moving his arms around, like. <laughs> so, hope you enjoyed everything. Uh, tune in next week for uh, 10 a.m. Eastern for more Shadow Watch. Uh, tune in tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern for Challenge Accepted, uh, the carnival experience they are dealing with, and the mo and the marrow that just crept up uh, into the carnival area. We'll see what happens. Uh, thank you, everyone in the cast, for spending your Saturday morning with me. Thank you for the chat. Thank you in the chat. Thank you in the mods. And we will see you on. Our oh, wait. I'm sorry. I don't want to be rude. Does anyone have anything they would like to plug before we head away or uh, anything like that? I'm trying to remember that. Monday evening. Anything yeah. you want? Tune in Monday. It's going to be great. Yep. Yeah. Monday, 7 <laughs> p.m. Eastern, Realmsmith yeah. uh, TV, Twitch TV slash Realmsmith, and uh, see what happens on the next episode of Tides of Wildmount. Watch second last, second episode. last one. Oh, it's been close. Yeah, I've been prepping into the mist this week. Ah! So. Ooh.
Creepy good. Get back to Barovia. Yay! Yeah, tune in Monday to watch John TPK the cast. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Unlikely. Unlikely. Sorry, TPK. Yeah, that's at least kill plum. No, no, we're supposed to be taking them alive. That's uh, that's Joel's orders. <laughs> oh, we'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah. We shall see. So with that, y'all have a great afternoon, great week, and we will see you on our next stream. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Take care, everyone. Bye.